0: You can kick your fancy you can by the wagon. But the only food for the raven come from that Green
1: Dragon Welcome to the Green Dragon's beginner episode In this segment we are going to cover books, what is the game, what you should get when we're starting out I'm Jeremy, with me is David Greetings Kylie Hey And new player Hugh
2: Hey guys, how you doing? So
1: we've got our very own new player. We had to had to search far and wide for Hugh, but we managed to find a new player. So hopefully he'll give us lots of insights.
2: Yes, crawled out of the depths of Warhammer fantasy battles and all those other silly games to play this new and inspired game that's only 10 years old. Well, oh, more, more than that, even. Welcome, welcome that. aboard. It's at least 12. 12? Crikey.
1: Okay, so we're talking about the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit strategy battle game, which is the skirmish version of the game. There are, in fact, two rule sets out there for the game by games workshop. One, we play quite a bit, the skirmish rule set, which we're going to talk about. The other one is called War of the Ring, which is for mass battles, which hasn't been updated for a long time. Some and people still play haven't
3: it. played a game of for about five years. That's
1: very true, but I would like to play another one at some point, but that's a lot harder
2: to find at the moment. Mm. Is it a bit more streamlined than this version or something? Like I couldn't imagine rolling that many dice on that kind of scale. You know?
3: It's, it's um, a magnified version. Okay. So everything gets bigger.
2: I like the little version because it's so you can play so many different types of and battles
3: and stuff. The big difference is War of the Ring has movement trays and stuff. Um, so yeah. inst- instead of your
0: guys going around as individuals, they go around in groups of eight. Oh, yeah. In yeah, yeah. Nice Squad little stuff.
1: Cool. And even then you, you make a, a unit with lots and lots of them together. So you might have nine trays of eight together as a single formation and it's it becomes very big. And you need a lot of models for that. So that's not really for beginners straight out, I don't think. Because if you start making War of the Ring Army, you're going to be able to play the strategy battle game.
0: I do know a guy, um, he's a 40k player. He started painting a War of the Ring Army and decided to go back to 40k because it had less models. But
2: Yeah, that's oh well. fair enough. Okay, so, so where would you start as a beginner then? Would it, you do it the same way I did?
1: Well, how,
4: do how did you, remember? you
2: start? I played a sweet scenario. You set me up a beautiful board. It was from um, the first Lord of the Rings movie. Mm-hmm. the one where Frodo's got to get away from all the uruk scouts and run off the board and they chase him down. Naturally, that was the bad guys and we killed Frodo good.
3: Oh, flat to the ferry. Uh,
2: not the ferry. No, no was... he's getting away from... It's toward the breaking of the fellowship. He was the, on the sea seat. it's called that. on Han? Yes. Oh, yes, Aemon.
3: and Aragorn
1: and Frodo were trying to run off the board and Legolas and Gimli were trying to chase him down.
3: Right, yes, that one. Yep.
2: Yeah, Legolas and Gimli were tardy. I think we played that three times in about half an hour.
1: Yeah, that was a good
2: scenario. Um, if I'm starting a new player
1: off, it, I'll definitely show them a scenario because you can go and they, they immediately get immersed into it. But if you're a total new player and you don't have access to that, you're going to need the rules at some point. Good point. How yeah. do you get the rules? Where are the rules available, the
3: current rules, Kylie? Well, you can get get them from Games Workshop in a hardback rule book and you can also get them from the... Escape from Goblin Town starter set, which you get a little mini rule book in.
2: You mean from a games workshop like brick and mortar shop?
3: Yeah, and you can also order it online. Right, right uh, on.
2: usually not in the store. You
1: usually have to get them to order it in, but mm. you can pick it up at the store because oh, the
3: rule books mm-hmm. are still in store and are they? the starter stats are still in store. Probably depends on the store, I imagine. Yeah. That's the change. only Lord of the Ring thing that they're still selling in store.
2: Okay, right. So but mainly online for most stuff, Lord of the Rings yeah. then. Yeah, mostly mostly
1: from the games workshop website or secondhand markets. Mm. online forums, eBay, all that sort of stuff. So the hardback rulebook is called The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey Strategy Battle Game. That gives you the current rules. And hopefully sometime later in this year, maybe early next year, we're going to get a new set of rules which will gather some of the profiles and some of the rules that are more hard to find.
3: Yeah, we've seen a... um a advanced copy of the what I believe they were calling the Lord of the Rings Middle Earth strategy battle game. That oh,
2: okay. I, I like the unexpected strategy battle game because I, yeah. I was I wasn't expecting how much strategy there is in it, to be honest. Nobody <laughs> expects how unexpected. much
0: strategy is. <laughs>
1: well that's very true. We're gonna get into that very soon, but uh, we will we'll continue with this. So I've bought the rule book. Ready to go there. What else do we need? You'll well, need some miniatures.
0: I'll need some miniatures. What other rule books are available though, let's before we get into the miniatures. Okay. Which ones are available? Let's think. There's those ones that came out with the movies, the green, greenish colored ones. They Which want to are remember what they were. It's extremely difficult
3: called. to find. Uh, it's the Desolation of Smaug source book and the Battle of Five Armies source book. They're the ones that came out with The Hobbit, but we also have five source books from five years ago. Six years ago? So we don't
0: know when they listen to this podcast. These, these are the blue ones, right?
3: Yeah, these are the blue ones. They're the five um, army source books. So, they're called Fallen Realms, Moria and Agma, The Free Peoples, Kingdoms of Men, and... I totally know the last Moria? one I'm trying to... No, I said Moro. Right. That's the They're
1: right in front of us. You are actually allowed to pick these books up. I'm yeah, trying to wave my Realms are on the
2: 12. I'm impressed with the memory, huh. though. That's good. Yeah, was, so, you've got your different army books from Lord of the Rings itself, and then your three Hobbits. Is that right? That's yeah. correct. Yep. And the Hobbit books is like the main rule books, movie one, and then the other two are movie two and three.
1: Absolutely right. We've got Makes sense. The Desolation of Smaug is the movie two book. Uh, unfortunately, this one's really hard to find because it basically they put it on sale for a couple of months and then said, oh, no one's buying it. Let's just get rid of it entirely. And then, really,
2: so you can't buy it from online anymore?
1: Or n- you can occasionally
3: find one on eBay, and if you're really lucky and really want to spend the hours, you can. Um, you can probably actually find a PDF version on the net. You can um, find anything on on the net. Yeah, yep, but it's ah. hard.
2: But we don't so know where that suggesting is. Suggesting piracy, or is it not piracy when they don't sell it?
1: It's still piracy, and we don't suggest that. But you could, but we don't suggest it. That's not
2: that's not piracy, surely. That's totally it fair. Is. It's oh. still there. It's still there copyright If you're wearing
0: word. an eye patch, it's piracy.
2: Oh, okay. Fair enough. I should stop wearing my eye patch around all the time. Does
3: that mean that for buying a fallen straw books counts as piracy since it has pirates in them? Yar.
2: No. No,
1: you're getting confused
3: there. So the
1: other one is called Battle of Five Armies, and this is one that came in White Dwarf magazine. And it was a little tiny one. It looks like it's half a source book to me. It looks like they've basically said, This is what we've got so far. Put it together, release it. It's a good book on its own, but it's not the full Battle of Five Armies. It's missing some key units, such as the Dwarves and the Gundabad Orc options. So we're hoping that we get a fleshed-out version of this at some point. Now, we're not sure entirely at the moment whether that's going to be just in the new book that comes out and whether they put, say, all these three books we just talked about in there or whether they release them separately. We don't know. I think they'll probably put them in as a big book.
2: So you said they're looking at releasing new rules soon. Is that a definite?
1: Yes, that's a definite. Adam Troke, who's been working on The Hobbit for, for fourteen plus years, has basically taken over as the head of that, and right. we've get to see um, they're being made, produced by the the same company that makes all the Forge World stuff. So that side of the company, so oh, yeah.
2: good. I like that side of the company. Yeah, basically
1: mm. that part of it is not afraid to do previews. So we've seen some stuff.
3: Awesome. Yeah, so we've seen some Iron Hill dwarves from the Battle of Five Armies. We've also seen the awesome ballistas. Uh, that the doors fire, that really piss off the L something chronic. Uh, And we've also seen Dane on a pig.
2: Yep. So new models
1: are definitely
3: coming out.
2: Oh, right on. That sounds like an army I can get behind.
3: But in the meantime, what I recommend,
1: and I I think we'll wrap up this what books to get thing, I recommend getting hold of actual box game, the Escape from Goblin Town, because you're going to get some starter models and you'll get a small version of the rule book. So it's not as big as investment if you miss out. You do miss out on some of the scenarios, but I'm hoping they'll get reprinted at some point anyway. And then... You buy If you want a Lord of the Rings army, you buy the the, the book, which is now available again. You buy the one that you, you like the look of. So if you like mm. Isengard, you buy Fallen Realms. If you and like Mordor, you get
2: Mordor. Would you say it's fair to say don't go out on eBay and spend a million dollars on the Battle of Five Armies when it's very likely they'll be redundant just around the corner? Or do you think that perhaps the new books will actually not make the old ones redundant? I they think it's
1: know? likely that we'll get a reprint of the Hobbit campaign. So okay. I, yeah. I, I would not... If it was my idea, I would not go out and buy those two little Hobbit The books. new rules
3: that will inevitably come out will, it won't make the old stuff redundant because the old stuff will still have things like scenarios and like terrain guides and painting guides and stuff like that. Yep. But they will have all the rules reprinted. So if you're the kind okay. of player that wants to go around and just play points match games, the new stuff I would expect to have all the new points match models, points match stuff but if you're looking to play scenarios it probably might still it would actually it would still be worth picking up we
1: don't actually know though i think it will have the scenarios in there as well but that gets them to a good point scenarios versus points match games what's Mm. the difference what are they we always talk about this and we always have our own sides and some of us like some better than others
2: this is my favorite thing about this game other than rolling sixes is just the fact that you can choose the type of game you're going to play and get a pretty good idea of how it's going to play out as far as you know is it going to be very narrative driven or is it going to be very competitive or whatever right off the bat by choosing what type of game to play?
0: Mm. So first of all, points matches. David, talk us through it. A points match is you set a limit and that says how big your armies are going to be. You say 800 points. You've got 800 points to spend on your troops. Within, a, There are a handful of restrictions based on which heroes you can take, good or evil. Otherwise, it's up to you. Your army, your choice. Make whatever you want. Fight against the enemy. They've made whatever they want.
1: And I see that you said good or evil. Basically, mm. that's the two factions, isn't it?
0: Yes. So, mm. there are some allied restrictions, but mainly it's you're either a good army or an evil army. Once you've decided that, you've got a full half of the range to work with. And there's a huge swathe of different yes. things you can do for either so, one of
2: those, really, isn't there? It?
0: Mm-hmm. So, it's pretty much entirely down to the player. If you want to try and put Aragon and Isildur together, then you're allowed to do that. I think you should at least give one of them a fake moustache or something to try and claim that it's not actually Aragon. But the rules the <laughs> rules do not require fake moustaches, so it's entirely up to not you. Not anymore, at That's least. a shame, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, the rules are, are very open for that because in throughout Middle Earth, there's lots of alliances and things there. So they wanted the opportunity for you to do that. So you can make up your own alliance if you wish. For points match games, sometimes you end up playing good versus good or evil versus evil, which doesn't always fit a story. But it means you can you can play it as a, a game of strategy, you can create your own stories from it, you can come up with some background, and it's a great way to design your own s- missions and scenarios as well. So you've got the points there, they give you a reference for how much everything's valued compared to others, and it's pretty close most of the time.
2: I would have thought the story is a good motivating factor to make most people yeah. play some sort of theme kind of army, if you like, more so than perhaps any other kind of war games where you're less drawn to it just by the story you know like not many people would start warhammer fantasy because of the great warhammer story that they know and love you know what Mm, i mean not not as much as the lord of the rings i think it's not nearly as much
0: the idea of the points because you're building your own force it's as narrative as you want it to be so some armies Mm -hmm. you see are straight out of the book no no thought whatever they quite literally cut out a page and handed it in as their army list others are slightly more weird but it's down to the player
2: yeah, you shouldn't cut out pages of these nice, valuable books either. That's just... No, nice that's... I think...
1: I that, know David said literally, but I don't think he means literally, literally. Oh. No, 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 no. It's more of
0: a sort of figurative literal. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Though I have seen <laughs> exactly the, um, the somebody bring a book as their theme and just went, yeah, my theme's in there somewhere. Flick through, it's you know in there somewhere. Yes,
2: <laughs> that's that's true. You could do that. Four points for effort. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So, basically, to make an army list, you choose a hero from a, a list... And then that allows you to take a warband with that warrior, unless it's it's not. But basically, as long as you have enough heroes, you can take a collection of models. So I could have a alliance of an orc a list from mortal led by a ringwraith. So a ringwraith with some orcs, some easterlings. And there's a whole page on choosing your force. So, I could, take mm. I could take some Harrod, whatever I felt like. So, what it means is you can actually collect a variety of miniatures and, and get to play the game with the mm. points match. That's the real
2: advantage of and it. Just the fact that you have to have one hero for every 12 models or 13 models, if you like, is, is actually... It's a small restriction, but I think it's quite elegant because it means that you're sort of forced into taking a few characterful models, which adds to that whole story feel. But it also means that you can't take the Goblin King and 300 Goblins, and that's your army, because it yeah. doesn't have the same... Lord of the Rings feel to it. I feel when you do that.
1: Mm. We used to be able to do that. I'm glad they changed that.
3: Probably yeah. Used to have well. like ring race leading Urakai and and right.
1: you could take you could had to
3: take yeah. one hero. Yeah,
0: so it was to take... one hero. hoard everything. Yeah.
3: So
2: do you have to take um, your warband from the same faction as the heroes? Yeah. Hero, so
3: in the um the five source books and the main rule book, there's actually this really cool like page that goes through um, how to create a points match army list. And it's actually really in depth and in detail. It goes through an example for good and for evil Mm -hmm. and shows you how it works when you're sort of creating an army in that fashion.
1: And we're definitely going to continue on listening to this. There'll be a segment on how to make an army list and what, yeah. what's a good way to start out doing that. So we'll, we'll get into crafting that. I know there's some real army list builders here that like doing that sort of stuff.
2: Mm, I love the list hammer. It's the best part.
1: Yeah, you definitely like that. It's, it's caught on that straight away. And the other way to do it is scenarios. And when we talk about playing scenarios, we usually mean taking predetermined forces and having a specific mission that's been listed somewhere in the game. So, Kyle, you've got an example of that in front of you, do you?
3: I thought I did, but I realized that the old source... Uh, the new source books actually don't. They've just got um, points match limits. But some of the books, such as Desolation of Smaug, even the main rule book and The Battle of Five Armies, will list exactly what participants you take. So, the Hobbit so, ones. Yeah, so the Hobbit ones. So, for instance, in um, the scenario of Fire and Water, which revolves around smaug the evil models are smaug and then the good models it actually states which models you get and it's like bard the bowman with the wind lance killy philly Beaufort oin tariel marshall lake town alfred and stuff and you get a whole bunch of um lake town uh guards with that in there as well so it it's a really cool way of knowing exactly what you need to collect and get to achieve a goal of playing out a scenario Mm. it's
1: not always beginner friendly, the big ones. Sometimes you can find a small scenario to start with and we'll talk about that now starting out in the scenario segment as well. But scenarios range from very small skirmishes where you might have five models a side to very, very large ones where you might have a hundred
2: models a side. 240 orcs. Uh, 240 orcs, yes. Both of the books, I suppose, sort of um, play into that a bit because they start with a fairly small uh, number of people involved in a situation and then gradually build up to like the big army battles that happen at the end. So you could play along the story quite well, I imagine. As a beginner, You
0: definitely be? could play along the story. Mm. From the Siege of Crick Hollow to the Siege of Minas Tirith.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Cool. He, David really wants to talk about the Siege of Crick Hollow because he's still annoyed at
0: me for not including it in the Fatty
1: Bulger
2: episode. What is the Siege of Crick Hollow?
0: Um, it's two or three Ringwraiths uh, jump Fatty Bulger when he's at home, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it so got termed, the Siege dudes. of Crick Hollow
5: <laughs> Oh, cool
1: Yeah, so the background of that is that I made a Fatty Bulger episode on my own without David And he hasn't lived it down ever since because he wanted to contribute oh, big, that you're statement. a big Fatty Bulger fan?
2: Oh, it? yes He makes Wait,
0: it into a Fairfield Miami list
2: In the rich tapestry of Lord of the Rings why? How do we end up with characters called silly and Billy and fatty and stupid and sleepy and grumpy and all that kind of business?
0: Well, he's Gare Bulger, but he has he's rather proud of his impressive girth so, he kind of glories in the nickname Fatty. It's
1: because it was started off being written for Tolkien's kids. So, mm, the mm. story started off as children's books and then went up very quickly. Mm. So, yeah, we do get some funny stuff happening and there. The children
2: throughout. of the 50s, you know, they, mm-hmm. had, it, they had it tough. Well, they had it would have been hardcore. way before then. It would have been 20s to,
3: to... 30s, 40s. Yeah. Yep. Was it
2: 50s that he wrote Lord of the Rings? Or, uh, I or
3: think f- it, was, I it was... It might have been in the 40s. 40s through 50s? It was during yeah. the 40s. Yep. Mm, interesting.
1: Someone's going to check that up and say we're wrong here. Please contact us if we are wrong with that. I'm more than happy to listen to that feedback.
2: It's good. I'm a beginner. I get to be wrong about everything. It's, yep. it's, it's
1: cool. First segment, we basically summarized what you can get. If you want to play straight away, you need the rule book of some kind and you need some sort of profiles for your army. So whether you get one of the Lord of the Rings source books, whether you get the Hobbit rule book and just start off with the, the Hobbit stuff, that's fine either way. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back for some more beginner advice. welcome back now we are going to talk about miniatures what's available what to get what to buy if you're purchasing them and then we're going to also look at specifics of where you can find the rules for certain armies as well because last section we went over a general overview and now we want to be very specific about it because if you're looking for the Wildmen of dunland you want to know which book to get for those models so firstly overview the scale is 28mm. It's not the exaggerated 28mm you get in some fantasy ranges. It's a, a historic miniatures 28mm scale. So, any historic miniatures that say 28mm will match Lord of the Rings straight out.
2: So, that means that like uh, their sword looks like the size of what a sword actually would look like as opposed to... Three within t- you know, within reason. as big the, the body mm. and that kind of business. Yeah, right? It gets a bit it-
3: wonky when you start looking at things like trolls and some of the mythical creatures, but for the most part, yes. Cool.
1: Yep. So that's, if you wanted to mix ranges, for example, you wanted to put some Anglo-Saxons in with your Rohan, you'd want to get 28mm scale. Okay. That's scale that will match you, in. you could totally do that. You can get all like,
2: you know, Norse Warriors or something like that and, you know, match it up. That'd be cool.
1: Yep. And a lot of people have done that. And it looks really good. It gives you some variety. So that's the option there. 28mm scale. The models we use are mostly produced by Games Workshop. Most of them are not available anymore from Games Workshop. So we're going to go through a little bit about what to purchase and what's available. We're, we're not going to go into too much specifics on that because this will change there. They're just starting to re-release some of the ones that have gone missing.
2: So as a beginner, would you suggest an army that you can actually buy?
1: Yeah, what we're going to do yes. is when we go through the source books, we're going to talk about which ones are actually good for beginners and which ones are going to be very difficult to get a hold of. So we'll we'll go through that very soon and we'll say which ones that we would recommend if you're starting out that you have a go at, which will cover you for lots of points match games for scenarios and you can have a really good look at Middle Earth with them. Cool. So, Games Workshop main supplier. There are a few others who are filling holes in the range at the moment and I wanted to mention just a few of them that I've dealt with recently. There's, there's lots of them at the moment. They're usually someone working in their garage, just sculpting a model and then getting it done. But probably your best source for that is to go on to something like the Great British Hobbit, Hobbit League... Uh, Facebook page a lot of the the suppliers post on that and you can probably do a search on that one for them probably more so than the Australian page or anything else like that I will on the Green Dragon page post some links to some of the other manufacturers but I'm gonna miss some and I apologize to that to those manufacturers lately I've been using unreleased miniatures and also hammering miniatures and unreleased miniatures uh, they've got a model that we've got in front of us that looks almost like a Grima worm tongue on horse I can't remember what they called in their range, but it will definitely be a really good proxy for that. So I'm going to paint that up and use that in my Isengard army. I think it's very appropriate. None of them are actually Lord of the Rings models, but they're so close you can hardly tell the difference. Mm. And the Hammerin miniatures that I've got recently are basically Rohan Anglo-Saxon looking elite models. So they'll be very good for Helmingers. Some of them will be very good for Sons of Eorl and foot. And some of them would be very good for for Dunland Warriors. So, Norse-looking models.
2: And those are all models that you can't get from GW, I guess. Yeah,
1: they're they're models that you could use for profiles that models don't exist for.
2: And how do you spell Hammerind?
1: That's uh, H-A-M-M-E-R-I-N, Hammerind Miniatures. Okay, cool. And Unreleased is just Unreleased Miniatures. Funny about that name, isn't it? (laughs) That they call themselves Unreleased Miniatures and they release models that haven't been released, perhaps.
0: It's Mm. bound to be a coincidence, right?
2: It's absolutely a coincidence. Especially since they released them. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, That's very true. And the miniatures. True. Every one of them. (laughs) And these companies are quite active. So this is really good. I imagine the range will keep growing. And it's really great. We've got support like that. So you go on the Games Workshop website. You want to look at what models are available firstly. Have a look what models you like the look of. We're not going to say exactly what's available. We're going to go through the books in a moment. and We're going to say most of these are available. Most of them aren't. But we're not going to be 100% either Mm -hmm. way.
3: Also, bear in mind, depending on which country you're living in and which web browser you're using will also depend on which models are and aren't available. That is very true. How so, is that? if you suddenly go onto a page and you're like, oh my god, this is available, just just double check you're in the right region because the amount of times I've seen Aussies and Kiwis get which one they're confused like which page they're in, confused, and like they think that something's in stock when it really isn't.
2: So is there ones only available in New Zealand or something? Is that what you're saying?
3: Some things go out of stock in particular areas and then they don't get restocked and some things go out of stock in areas. It's, right. Yeah, It's, it's mostly bit, an
1: issue when they're, when they're sort of cancelling a product. So right. you might find that some web stores still have it and others have already said it's no longer available. So that's... We're hoping we get the models back. We, fingers crossed uh, Forge World's going to take over some of the production and going to make some new models. We don't actually know which ones at this point in time. I've mm, so already
3: let's... gotten um, Gothmog, Saruman, and Baramir on horseback yep. with the banner. So so it's positive.
1: We, we'll get yeah. some back. I don't think we'll get them all back. Some of them they won't
3: bother releasing. So Probably most of the obscure stuff like Khand and Mohud. Yeah, well, let's go
2: through that. So, Hugh, which book have you got in front of you? I've got Fallen Realms, which is my personal favourite because it's got Saruman...
1: Okay, so Fallen Realms. Kylie, we're going to go your memory test again.
3: What armies or forces are in the Fallen Realms? And Hugh's going to tell you if you're wrong. The Fallen Realms has the Isengard army list, the Harad and Umbar army list, and the Eastern Kingdoms army list.
2: That is correct, 100%.
3: Nicely done. So, Isengard, what kind of models do we have in the Isengard list? Mostly Urukai, but you also do have some men in the form of Dunlendings and Wildmen, and also have a handful of Orcs with War Orc Warriors, and Shaku. It's
2: a really nice, varied list. I really, this is my personal favorite one because it's the one I've played with so far. The only yes. one. <laughs> That's why it's my favourite. It's a great list. There's lots of options there. There's lots mm.
1: of heroes. Some of them have names, some of them are generic heroes. Mm-hmm. You've got Saruman as your leader who's definitely available. You've got Urukai, which a lot of them are plastic, so they're available and, mm. and easy to get.
2: Yep, you've got um a bit of magic in Saruman and the uh, sorcerer orcs. Yep, shaman. Shaman. You've got um weak troops, elite troops, you know, so you could do a horde or an elite force. You've got Big scary trolls, the whole works. And you got even got a bit of cavalry, so it's a bit of everything.
1: Yeah, you got the wag riders which are plastic. You've got the troll, which is made out of the plastic kit. So mm-hmm. even if your basically your resins and metals go out of stock, you've still got a force that you can make through the plastic
2: models.
3: Mm. And I think they're actually Isengard is one of the great starting points for beginner players as well. Because Uruk-hai are dead easy to like put together and paint their Mm. Desert easy to play, they're very forgiving and they're really like they're available.
4: Yeah.
0: They're a solid basic troop. Brown,
2: high defense. Yeah, high brown strength. and silver is nice and easy to paint. Yep. Yep.
3: And yeah,
1: they're,
2: they're, they're available in box plastic boxes,
1: are Yes. It? Yeah. Um, the the basic Kai so you get shieldman and pikemen in a plastic box. Okay. There's also the engineering team, so you get the bomb team in plastics, surprisingly. And then you've got wire riders in plastic, you've got orc warriors in plastic, which you can take in the list. You've got mm-hmm. the trolls in plastic. So, that's, that's enough to make a force for a beginner. So, if you wanted to start Isengard, getting whatever Isengard heroes you like and then boxes, mm. any combination of those, will start you off. One
4: thing I've
3: been telling a lot of new players getting into the game if they wanted to get in and a lot of them like Isengard, I tell them to get the commander's box and then two boxes of the plastic or a kai. And that is the core for any Isengard army cool. that and you could ever possibly want to run. So,
2: is there anything you can't get anymore? Perhaps the Dunlendings or something? Dunlendings can be difficult to get
3: they're right. very tricky. I had to go through like six different stockists to find one and then the person that I eventually got it from had it like buried underneath boxes and boxes of stuff and then he had to ship it to me from Queensland. Yep. Yeah, so sounds, yeah, it got, difficult. We got hir- a bit got a bit tricky.
0: We hired a team of adventurers and they spent 6 months and 3 lives trying to track down this box of Dunlandings. Sounds like lives well spent.
1: Yeah, so the Dunlandings, uh, Warriors, the Wildmen, the Ruffians, and the Feral uruk ones that are hard to get hold of in this list.
3: Particularly the Feral uruk they they're getting pretty pricey now, even on eBay and on secondary and second-hand stores.
1: But those are easy to convert. The men are easy to convert from other ranges. Uh, Just get Mm -hmm. Norse Warriors and away you go. So this is where you're getting other historic 28 mil models. The
2: Wildmen could be just about... Any kind of, that's you right. know, flagellant or something like that. Just like lunatic dude without much armor
3: on.
1: Absolutely. So, the, that's not the biggest deal. And you could feasibly, if you've got a bit of converting skills, get the whole list if you wanted to.
3: A couple of heroes can be tricky, such as Sharky and Worm. And I think a couple of the scout captains are hard to come by now. Sharky and
1: Worm is one of the ones that is definitely getting re-released in this uh, the Shire box set. Oh, okay. Awesome. They
3: look
0: fairly easy to convert as well. So He's a fairly think. generic sort of wizard guy and... Worm yeah. um, yeah. can be any sort of Absolutely. useless bloke.
1: So that's a good list. A
2: really good list for beginners. Good way to start. What's next to you? So Harrod and Umbar are the, are the next list, which has got the awesome big elephants, the mumakil Yes.
1: And everyone wants a Mumikil. Yeah. It
0: was It was the centerpiece model before Smaug, but
3: oh well. Oh, <laughs> well, it's still a fairly good centerpiece model.
0: Yeah, they're massive.
2: I've seen your ones. I would love to get them in a game.
3: They're a good nine inches tall from the base to the top of the Harrog. That's enough for any man. They make Mm. the
0: Balrog look small, I think.
1: Yes. They do make the Balrog look small. So, for for the Harrod and Umbar list, you've got quite a lot of options readily available. Once again, the plastics, you've got the Harrod Warriors... You've got your Mumak, which comes with some Harrod Warriors. You've got your Harrod Raiders, I think they're called. Yes. And you've also got Corsairs, Corsairs from Umba. Is that any more that I'm missing for
3: plastics? Um, No, I believe that's all of them.
1: So once again, you've got enough to make a force out of these with the plastic ones. plastic ones are r- easier to get than others because so they're not some,
2: the, some of the metal uh, blisters and so on for the more unique. Guys that are a bit harder to get yeah, hold of. Yeah,
3: that's, that's a tricky thing with Harad number. All the really cool, fun stuff that you would want to paint and use in the list are either very difficult to find, are in metal, or you just can't get them anymore.
1: Yeah, we'll go through them in a moment. Basically, you've got some ring wraith options to lead you, which ring wraiths are pretty easy to get hold of. If you don't get the specific named ones, you can definitely take a generic and call it that. People do that all the time. So you don't have a problem there. Heroes, generic heroes, you can usually convert up from other heroes if they're not
3: available. I think there's a Harrod command set that's still available. which Yes, be- it's very, very good. You get a Taskmaster, a Captain, a Banner, and a Horn in there, which are yep. all very good things for the Harrods. So
1: list. that's good. Your cool. elites for your Harrod are your Serpent Guard and your Serpent Riders. These ones are tricky to get the original models mm. for. So it's probably... That you look to convert them up yourself if you want to get that. Change your, your Harrod Raiders and your Harrod Warriors. Also, the Black Numenorians are hard as well. Ah, yes, Black Numenorians. They're still available, though, I believe. Yes. Yep, so the Black Numenorians are an infantry troop type. They look like little mini ringwraiths with a bit of extra armor, essentially.
3: Mm. And they're, they're worthwhile getting... Yeah, it's
2: quite an extensive list of different guys you can get. Just bear in
3: mind that if you're trying to get them off the GW website, so you have to go to the Mordor section to buy them, oh, not the Herad section.
2: So the, and these guys are sort of obviously themed around sort of Persia and India, ancient Middle East kind of stuff. Is that a vague vibe? Yeah, de- but they're the
1: Desert of? Warriors. Yeah, so cool. The, yeah, and the coast as well, because you've got the, the pirates with the Corsairs. The Corsairs, getting a Corsair box is not a problem. They... Games Workshop never released the Reaver models, which are very popular in the list because they're very good troops. But I know that unreleased miniatures and a few other companies as well, I can't remember names offhand, have got some pirates that look
3: very similar to them
1: that could be used for them instead.
2: Oh, yeah. Anyone vaguely piratical with a couple of swords
1: and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very easy to
3: convert the plastic ones into Reavers as well. Yeah.
2: The crossbowmen,
1: the arbalesters for the, the Corsairs, I think are hard to get at the moment. Yeah, they are. So, that's one you might have to, if you want them, you don't need them, but they're very good. You might need to think about how to get those. And I think it's the command set for the Corsairs that are tricky to get as well, isn't it? Yes, and Dalamir as well. Okay, so they're all their leaders, Corsairs are available,
3: use them as an ally, but getting a full Corsair army on its own is tricky. Hmm. And the last kind of little group in the Harad is the Mahud, which are also very difficult. So they involve the half trolls, the camels, and the Mahud warriors. And they're almost African inspired. Yeah,
2: tribes. they look a bit African y. Yeah, that's cool. They've got like blowpipes and whatnot. And, mm. and camels, of course. Camels, who doesn't love camels?
1: Yeah, they're, they're a real fun army, but they're one that um, never had a plastic set and were always oh, um, difficult. Well, not difficult to get, but always expensive to get initially. Mm. And
3: now about a few of the troop
1: types in there are unavailable at the moment. Yeah, so some are-
3: you can't get the blowpipe troop anymore. Which are their staple? Which are their staple. But This is the really interesting thing. Um, the riders, you can't get the the um, lance troop is very rare. So what you generally end up having is all these blowpipe um, camori models and all of these spear um, yes. infantry models. So you... You can do some swapping.
0: So, long as you don't get dismounted, yeah. you're fine. Yes.
3: Got it. Yeah,
1: these. this is one of those ones where you might use the rule book where it says you can put a token in for a dismount. Yes. Yeah.
0: So,
2: I probably would say that's not a good... Um, not beginner. a good army to
3: start with. No. Having spent a quite a substantial amount of money on them and really struggling to find all the bits and pieces I need it for, it, I wouldn't. Because I won't. So Harad
2: them. fine, but Mahud, maybe not so much.
3: You might get a couple of them for
1: for flavour, mm. but I wouldn't make them the majority yeah. of your force. Yeah.
0: Harad's going to Harad's going to be your main list. Any corsairs, any Mahud, just drop them in in ones and twos as you get them.
3: Mm. The tricky okay. thing with Harad is there's so many like little bits and bobs, and their bone limit's a bit weird as well as well as their heroes. Harad's a very powerful list, which a lot of people grav- gravitate to, but it's not the easiest list to get up and running. Yeah, but it's it's beginner friendly and you put, you put your troops down,
1: everything's usable in there. You, you learn some tactics for light infantry basically, and you've got some really nice uh, horse riders and elephants and camels if you can get them.
0: And even just running a lot of their basic warriors is still effective. If you can't get your hands on yeah. any of the specialist stuff, the warriors can still fight.
1: They also have some Hasharan, which are basically assassins in there, which are, are worthwhile putting in your list as well. So a lot of people designed the list around those.
2: Alright, and then last of all in on this one you've got the Eastern Kingdoms, right? So they are
3: They are your Chinese?
1: Easterlings. Yeah, basically. More or less. They look a bit like Chinese. They look a bit Roman.
3: L- I always thought they looked a bit Roman.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a cross between the influence there, but mm. a bit of Chinese, a bit of Mongol, in, and a little tiny bit of Japanese influence in the the Khand, which are in this list. You've got basically two factions here. You've got the Easterlings, which are your gold-armoured troops that were in the movies.
2: Oh, yeah. You've got a bit of sort of Mongolian kind of feel in there as well from mm. all those sort of
0: horse archers and stuff.
2: Mm.
1: Definitely. And then you've got the Khand, which are basically light cavalry Mongolians that you add to the, the khan. Uh, Easterlings. With yeah. a
0: handful of chariots, for good yeah, measure. Yeah, they've
1: got chariots as well. They're the only ones in the game that have chariots, aren't they? Yes. It seems yes. like
0: quite a short
2: list from what I can tell. Like a bit more of a concentrated army, I suppose.
3: Yeah, it's a very boxy type of army. As I know, it's going to sound weird to some people, but... it doesn't make it's... any
0: sense whatsoever. Can you explain what you mean? Does it come in a box? It
3: does. Some of them come in a box. More the fact is, because there's very limited choices, your armies tend to come out the same for the army. Which is a really big infantry block with a bit of cav going around the yeah. side.
2: But again, there's nothing stopping you, as we said earlier, buying a you know, having a few Easterlings and a few Harad and even a few Isengard um, yep. guys or whatever in a force. If you wanted to, yep. probably not as long as you've got a leader
0: from each you to lead their, their troops. troops. Yeah,
3: yeah. okay, mm.
1: cool. And the Easterling force, a lot of it's still around to get. Uh, the there plastics is, are definitely are there's which a couple are of plastic
3: Cataphracts and the warriors. And um, the command set's still available.
1: Yeah, and there's a handful of the Khaned Warriors are still yeah. available. I know the Chariot's still on the website because I checked today to see if I can get some more. The Chariot is. Yeah, so there, there are some models there. They're, a, they're an elite infantry force for quite defense. The infantry basically can hold up quite a bit, but your heroes do all the work in that force. So you want to make sure you've got the heroes that you like in that force. And I, I think that's okay for beginners. I don't think it's as strong as the Harrod or the Isengard from that book, but I think you can definitely run that as beginners.
4: Cool. Yeah, Agreed. So
1: overall, Fallen Realms is pretty good for beginners, actually.
0: Yeah, right on. If you like being a bad guy, of course. Uh, of course. You could be a misunderstood guy as well. That sometimes works.
1: Yeah,
2: yes, absolutely. What's next, you? Um, I've got Kingdoms of Men here as well. So we're going from bad to good. Why not? Yeah. So,
3: Kylie, let's test you again. What lists are in the Kingdoms of Men? In order, it is Minas Tirith, Fiefdoms, Rohan, Arnor, and Numenor. Cool. Wow. I And he doesn't even open up to check it. I like that. That's
1: impressive. That's like that right yeah, no, Let's just assume she's right. So, Gondor of uh, is the first one, isn't it? Yes. That's your, your third age Gondor list. So, this is the <laughs> one from the, the Return of the King movie. So, if you want to play that sort of force, lots of silver armor. Lots of troop options in the Minas Tirith list. You go for this one. It's got some big heroes in Boromir yep. and Aragorn the King and Faramir and these well-known names. Yep. And don't mm. worry,
0: they fight much better in the game than they did in the movie.
1: Oh, there you go. David loves Minas Tirith and getting getting some good results with them as well, aren't you?
2: Yeah, right. They're cool because they've got sort of those really big names in there, but then they've also got some cheaper heroes to sort of start mm. off with, so... um yeah, that
3: looks like a really nice... Yeah, Aragorn, Boromir, and Faromir are fantastic staples for Minas Tirith army.
1: And you've got some plastic box sets. You've got your Minas Tirith warriors and your knights of Minas Tirith. And your rangers of Gondor
3: as
4: well. Rangers of Gondor. Or, or rangers, rangers of the Middle-earth, Earth, I believe they're called yeah. now.
3: And so, you can use them as good ranges. beginner's
2: army, you reckon? Pretty high overall defense by the looks of them?
3: Yep. Yeah. Good very forgiving. Army. As you'd expect. Powerful heroes. Really good point to start with. Also very good for playing against
1: beginners in games where you need to be 90 points up to beat them.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> They've also got some artillery. and Now, we didn't mention this with the Isengard list before, but siege weapons are available in both the Isengard list and into the, in the Minas Tirith list. Mm. These ones are not necessarily beginner-friendly. They're more siege-specific stuff. So, so you'd keep and them in scenario, scenario kind of I would, I would not make them as part of my first purchases. You, no. you won't get a lot out of them in a points match game unless you really know what you're doing with them. And they're expensive pieces that take up both a lot of your money and a lot of your points in the game. So mm-hmm. they're probably, if you're a beginner, I would stay away from them until you've got your head around the game. And then you might
3: choose to use them for specific scenarios or specific games. And I believe pretty much all the elite stuff in the Ministry of Army is still available. So like your Knights of the White Tower, your, your other name, less name, known named heroes, you set it out guard in your Fountain Court. Yeah, it's,
1: it's definitely a list that you can go and collect, especially now that they re-released Boromir. Citadel Guard mounted never were released, but unreleased miniatures. I actually got some knights that look very similar to these and they're they're quite good and I'm excited about that. So even the ones that aren't available, you can go find.
2: That sounds cool. So I noticed a, a vague theme already going forward so far is that the ones that you guys have recommended really highly, apart from the fact that the models are available, is that they you reckon really high defense armies are good for beginners? Would you say that's a thing?
3: Yes, most definitely.
2: Right, just because you can fluff combat a bit and get away with it?
3: Yeah, so if you get into a bad position, it's not doom and gloom straight away. You can sort of hold out for a little bit while you try something to fix. You
2: can rely on your sixes, that's what I like to do.
4: Mm.
3: Yeah, and also you don't die quickly,
1: so you get to respond and you get to learn from that. So even if you get charged in a disadvantaged situation, you get time to react to it. Whereas some armies, if you get charged in a situation you don't want to be in, you're gone. You did straight out. So you don't learn as much from that. So we yeah. quite like that. Yeah,
3: the difference between a Harad's shield while being charged and a Gondor being charged are very, very different. Yeah.
0: Pretty much it gives you time to figure out what you did wrong before your guys go down. So next time you hopefully won't do the same thing again. Okay, mm.
1: cool. Next one.
0: The fiefdoms. The
1: favourite <laughs> list. Kylie We'll skip you for the moment because I don't... No, no, no. You can you tell us about five themselves. tell us why you like them because this is your one of your favourites,
3: I think. This is... Yeah, this is definitely my favourite list. Not because... Totally because I have had major success with them at tournaments, but I love the list because all of the troops fill a niche in the army. So, it's sort of like this great big cog that just works together and there's no bad link in the army and that's what I love beginners, about it. Beginners,
0: beginners. A smooth, well oiled machine. Okay, that-, that
3: said, for beginners, it's probably not the greatest starting point for you since everything is metal and some of the stuff is hard to get. There is a plastic box set. The Dol Amroth
1: knights are plastic. Mm. I would actually suggest if you want to get into fiefdoms, the main fiefdoms are your Dol Amroth, so the Swan Knights, who are elite heavy infantry and heavy cavalry. You've got then. Uh, a range of force called the, what are they? Blackroot val Archers. Blackroot Val
3: Archers, which specialize in killing monsters. Which is one of the things that the list would struggle with if it didn't have Blackroot yep. Val Archers. You
1: then have some guys with hellbeards who are called the Axemen of Lossanark. And, Ark, mm-hmm. and they're, they're good heavy infantry as well. And you've also got the Clansmen of Lamedon who are almost light skirmisher infantry with... their the objective grabbers. Swords.
3: Their courage is through the roof. Yeah, and they've got a very
1: Scottish feel to them. So you've got a lot of troops. You've also got the army of the dead which fill a different role altogether. They're basically uh, very heavily defended get, spirits.
2: That's your army that you that you use if you don't like painting maybe. Yeah, the, the army of the dead's good for painters, I look beginner like painters. I could, you can uh-huh. dry brush that sucker up in a oh, day.
1: Absolutely. Dry brush it throw a bit of green ink or blue ink or black ink or whatever on it you are done. Uh basically I would suggest if you, if you really like the five and you're a beginner, take the Tirith list. And then add fiefdoms as allies to them. And I think that works pretty well overall. Mm. I wouldn't go exclusively fiefdoms straight away because they, they take a little bit to learn how to use. They're very powerful once you do, but they're, they're not as forgiving as some of the other lists.
2: Interesting, interesting. And then next up, we got um, Rohan, the Rohirrim. This is probably the most misunderstood list in the game. because
1: what we Maybe could,
3: not so much anymore.
1: Not so much anymore, but the comments you always get for Rohan was, what can we do to make them more powerful? When they're probably one of the most powerful armies in the game once you know what to do with them. If we gave Mm.
0: them cavalry with two attacks and a 12-inch move, do you think that
1: would do it? Yeah, I think that would do it, which we did. Um, This is one where cavalry's a light... uh, Sorry, Rohan's a light cavalry force. So they, they rely on running away from the enemy, picking opportune moments, using missile fire to harass, charge in, wipe them out, and run away again. They work really well for that. They're not the heavy charge cavalry that you see in the Palinor Fields, where they just like thousands of them run into a small orc force and wipe them out. They're but, not your
3: Dlamroth Knights or Morgul knights. knights or one solid cavalry charge straight yeah. down the middle. No, they're, they're, so,
2: why are they not that way in the game? What do They have a lower defense than the tough cavalry? They or? play more
1: like a historic like, cavalry force would be doing, where they're, they're cool. all about harassing and they've got. the. They don't have the lances, so they don't have the hitting power of some of the other cavalry. Right. They don't necessarily always have the best fight. Some of them do.
2: They have throwing spears or something? They
1: have throwing spears, mm. the, so they don't have spear support for their infantry. They they prefer mm. to be in an advantageous position, but you've got a huge range of characters. None of them are super characters. There's no Aragorn the King or... I think the closest one you get is Aemir. Yeah, you, there's a one of the Aemir profiles is really strong, but they they surprise a lot of people because a lot of beginners choose this army, and then they're not straightforward you need to work out the game a fair bit to get use out of them you get a huge amount of troops you get lots of them are still available mm. lots of them are made by alternative miniature companies they're a very popular force they're very iconic they've got lots of plastic box sets available Yeah, knights. and i
3: think that's i think that's the trap that a lot of people got into was the fact that you had plastic infantry and plastic riders but none of them had lances on the on the riders or spears on the foot troops so they didn't play in the same conventional way as most armies, which is sort of like hammer and anvil tactics. Yeah. Kind of sheer walls go right up and then cavalry hit them. From so
2: perhaps uh, more suited sides. to a bit more advanced player or do you think a beginner could pick him up? I think a
3: beginner
1: could, but, but I would strongly recommend listening to some of our other episodes and, and be prepared to lose early on. Mm, yeah. Steep learning curve. But it can that be tr- still fun if, if you really you, like Rohan.
3: Yeah. If you can try and find... Uh, I can more experienced player to sort of tutor you along and sort of help you kind of work it out. Because there's a lot of little bits and pieces that go on in a Rohan list, and how your position is super important. And
2: And how much do you charge for Rohan lessons? (laughs)
1: <laughs> just, just Kylie's interesting games all the time. Just hit her up and then yeah, organize a time and place, and then away we
3: go. She'd Personally, off. I don't charge anything.
0: To learn how to play oh, Rohan, okay. just find a Rohan player that wins and challenge them to a game with your regular army. See what they do, they do. To you. Yeah,
3: copy, copy their tactics is probably the best thing. Mm-hmm. Because so actually, hitting up Matt would probably be a better. Matt's
0: your man, right on.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! We made a pact that we'll never speak positively about Matt.
0: (laughs) No, it's only because he runs Saruman. So we're actually speaking positively about Saruman, you see. I will accept that. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. So Rohan, I think from a model point of view and from an iconic point of view, absolutely beginners. From a scenario point of view, we'll talk about that very soon. But absolutely beginners from a points match game, steep learning curve. You're going to lose some games before you start winning games.
2: Okay, cool. So, that's that enough about Rohan? Or... That's
1: enough about Rohan.
2: All right, so Arnor's next up. Who? Arnor. 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 Who's
0: this? I um, asked that
2: question before.
0: David? By the time of the War of the Rings, it's Aragorn and about 30 mates. They are Arnor. But if you turn back the time, they actually had a kingdom up north and they had some warriors. And they were, they were, they were a decent military power back in the day. But no more.
1: So, this is one of our first almost historic forces. It's from middle of the Third Age. Mm. And this is... This list represents Arnor and decline. So, they've, they've gone from the height of their powers. There's not as many of them left. They're starting to get to be a bit of a range of force rather than yeah. a, a right. solid... Yep.
2: The very long-lived yeah. men kind of thing? Is that the idea? Yeah, that's, that's the idea. Because Aragorn's meant to be about 80 or so, isn't he? In, in, in the movie, the yes. In the book, he was a bit older. But yeah, I, I remember thinking that when I saw that bit in the yeah. movie, but yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And this is from Aragorn's heritage. So, you get Aragorn's father in this list and you get... Um, some range of the north. You can go a full ranger force if you want. This is one of the few lists that you can do if you want to go all ranges.
0: Yeah, their main hero is called the Last King of Arnor, so it kind of gives you a bit of a feel where the army list is going theme wise. Mm. Arvadui, yes, yeah. So you get
1: basically two troop types. You get your almost Gondor Minas equivalents in your Warriors of Arnor, who have a bit better, bit better at fighting, a bit lower courage, and some heroes that lead them specifically, and then you get ranges, and that's it. You don't get a huge amount. It's a it's a good list, but it's probably not a beginner's list to start with. Although the all ranger build could be,
3: you could do it, but it's one of those. It's a very stale list. Um, You won't make a lot of friends with it because you pretty much sit back and shoot the entire game if you're doing the full ranger list. But I think the the part that makes it a pretty tricky list to learn is just the sheer size of some of the heroes. Like Aragorn kicks around in the list for one. Yeah. So, that already puts up a red flag and then you've got the twins, then you've got Arathorn, then you've got Halbarad. So, you've got a lot of Mm. pretty big heroes in there that...
2: Well, looking right here in the book, you have 10 heroes to choose from and only two warriors. Yeah, there you go. It's a
3: hero
1: heavy force and the warriors do their job and they do it well. But you either take the all-ranger version of it and then basically it teaches you how to shoot but doesn't teach you much else. Yeah. Or you take the inventory version of it and you do what you could have done in Minas Tirith, basically. So <laughs> um listen to Arnor episode before. four. We we really like this list, but it's not I wouldn't say it's a beginner friendly list to be honest.
2: No. Right, okay. I yeah, never heard of Arba Dewey before. Obviously the second last king of Arnor didn't read his baby books much. A lot think. of
1: it's from the appendices of the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. books, the stories of this one. So if you ever get a chance to go through those, there's a few stories about Or if you ever get a chance Malbert.
3: to talk to David at length.
2: Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you should take advantage Mm -hmm. of that opportunity as often as possible, in my experience. Numenor is the last one.
0: Last one, Numenor. One page. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's it. Literally. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know how I'm mentioning armies that come out of a box? The army lists are pre-written. This is pretty much it.
1: Yeah, you don't get much variation Uh. in this list. The warriors themselves, you buy either in a set with elves, so you can't get them separate. They're on the same plastic sprue, Mm -hmm. and that's just one of the options. And then you've got a few troop types, but a few a few weapon options in one troop type. You've got the Warriors of Numenor as your one troop type. Yeah,
3: and the the troop types that you really want is the spear and shield and the bow, of which you can't get the bows anymore. Yeah. Uh,
2: that's a bummer. And
3: this- they're just, in general, hard to get.
2: So this more for a scenario-driven kind of situation, so, yeah. you reckon? Yes. This is, these are the guys that... Um, fought Sauron back in the day back when he was still yeah. smashing dudes with maces and yep. whatnot instead of just looking like glaring balefully at people yeah yeah, yeah. so this um, is Isildur yeah. and all his homies
3: and the fact that the two heroes that sort of lead the list Alendil and Isildur are pretty much you're at, you're at the toppest end of heroes when you're looking at those two and yeah fantastic they're very heroes. tricky to use a
1: very very good list but once again you need to to know the game to use it well and it's it's, if you really love the Last Alliance storyline, you might want to get them for, this, for the scenario. But otherwise, for beginners, probably give them a miss. So
2: overall source book, if you're fond of men, Kingdoms of Men is good. Kingdoms of Men
1: is good if you like men. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thunk it? Mm.
2: Makes sense. What's our next one? Hopefully it's an evil one. <laughs> mm, this one's cool. All right. There are older and fouler things than orcs in the deep, dark places of the world. <laughs> Moria. And friends. You fear to go and into Angmar, that place. Which,
3: coincidentally, are the names of the two army lists that are in the book. We were trying to keep that secret so you'd stuff up on it. But yeah, okay,
1: Moria and Angmar, two lists. It's written on the front. What do you know? So, st- before we had three lists in the Fallen Realms. We had, what, five in the Kings of, of Men? Mm-hmm. Now we've only got two. So, obviously, these are going to be
2: bigger lists. Yes, all right, cool. Are. So, we, we we start off with, with Moria, which we all know and love from the books and the films, I imagine.
1: Basically, underground orcs.
2: And I noticed this one's got quite a lot of cool scenarios in it and stuff as well. Perhaps the others had a few, but this one seems to have quite a lot.
1: Yeah, there's some, some good Moria-based scenarios in the back of the book, mm. so they're, they're definitely fun. Your basic troop type for Moria is your Moria goblins. Yes. Available, not the most inspiring models. They they could possibly be looking mm. at their age. And the fact that you have to buy a lot of them. <laughs> you, you want need to a, a lot of them. them. Yeah. But Mm. They're very
3: affordable on a second-hand market because they're one yes. of the ones. That there were, are a lot of them, sort of. If just you have some close around. friends that used to be in the game or getting out of the game, they'll probably could just throw more of your goblins at you. And that,
2: also, if you're true. not too concerned about the the exact aesthetic of them, the the amount of other. Alternative goblins out there that you could get from yeah, other, from other the games and stuff. There'd be heaps of different options. Yeah,
1: getting getting Mori goblins is not really an issue. Some of their elites are hard to find, but the rest of them are pretty easy. They've got a smattering of heroes, which are all pretty decent. They've got their mag- magic users in their shaman, and they've got a few different types of them as well. But, but they're, they're
2: f- fairly cheap heroes and stuff, as you would guess. Yeah, you know, yeah they are. They are. Only and goblins.
1: Then, from a beginner, Honestly, you can probably just mix and match whatever you like with them. They they won't make a huge difference. Yeah, I
3: think Moria is not actually that bad of a beginner, are we? Because basically you can go, here's my giant horde of goblins being led by the random goblin captains I have, and then it's literally pick whatever poison you want in terms of monsters and the fun stuff. Yeah, And Moria has a lot of fun stuff. It does, and that's where the list really takes off. You've got f-
1: straight out cave trolls. Everyone loves cave trolls. And They
0: have a cave troll.
1: Then you have the Balrog and the mini Balrogs. Yep. So the Balrog is available for them, and Moria's can take it because you can so take so many goblins that Balrog has time to do what it wants to do. And you've also got the dwellers in the dark, which are like small versions of the Balrog, and they're mm-hmm. they're quite fun to play with, and they look quite good.
2: You've yeah, also got I wasn't familiar with those uh, before. Are they in uh, pure, pure game workshop
0: like creation? Yep. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. They, they wanted they an extra
3: that. monster, so they made an extra monster. Yes. Cool. And you've also got spiders, bats, and wogs are I. Mm-hmm. Yep. So lots of creatures of the dark.
0: Oh yeah. We got cave drakes. We and got, dragons. Yeah,
1: dragons and drakes and watchers in the water.
2: And the watcher in the water, it's who tentacled. is not he's not in the water, I know. Yes. Tentacled, yeah. moms, tentacled lobster. Tentacled lobster monstrosity. There's a watcher on the ground.
1: I want him in the water again. I don't know. I still still unsure about I'm used to it, but I'm unsure about the cricket thing with the, the <laughs> tentacle octopus at the front.
0: I no. it. know, it's just from my, there's some 40k artwork, Siege of Carcassonne, where you got this lobster praying mantis monster climbing up the side of the fortress, that is the watcher in the water. Yeah, I don't mind Like, I more. think they sent them the wrong picture, when they were like, here, yeah, we <laughs> need you to make this model.
1: Some people really like it, and I can see why they like it, it is an imposing model, it looks, it, it looks good there, I just, it's interesting.
0: You could use
2: almost any demon to represent these dwellers in the dark, if you're fond of those as well. This, Absolutely. This, the, this dweller model in the book looks a bit like he's, um, you know, clicking his fingers to a jazz tune or something, don't you think?
1: Yeah, he actually gets two arms, I think, but he does yeah, look like a bit like Yeah, one of,
3: that. of the other arms is also making a very suggestive pose.
1: Yeah, they come to mm-hmm. Make with a arm. symbolic
0: <laughs> gesture at the enemy.
3: Yes,
1: and you've got some elite <laughs> goblins as well in your prowlers, which are goblins with throwing weapons and big axes usually. And then you've also got your, uh, what's it, Gundabad Black Shields. Which Gundabad
3: are, Black Shields, my favourite type of goblin.
1: They're wearing capes made out of wags. So if you have wags in their army as well, they can really explain that to them. And they've also got these big shields.
0: Yep. And there's also the drummers if you like to oh, you know, pick yeah. up a tune.
1: Yeah, no banners in this list, just drums
3: instead. Cool. Ooh, 100 points for money. a
0: drum, they must be good.
3: Well, considering that their effects are global and affect everything on the table. Oh, awesome. Yeah.
2: They are they are really good. They are. Drums, drums in the deep, pretty they, much. They turn your
1: really cheap infantry into very effective middle range infantry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're hard to get rid of because trying to trying to hunt down someone's drum if they know how to play it is just almost impossible. They'll they'll lock it up nice and secure
0: because there's a wall of goblins between you and
2: it, and
1: probably a wall on the other side of it as well.
2: So little rotters, massive beasties, or anything in between.
1: Yep. And if you like wags and spiders, this is a good list for you. If you like dragons, it's a good list for you.
2: It's yeah, it is a really cool list. I really like that one.
1: If you like goblins riding wags, you get the wag marauder.
3: It's got everything.
2: And in terms of model availability, I know you covered the basic goblins, but how easy is it to get hold of all these big monsters and gribblies and whatnot? I
3: actually think everything in that book is available. Wag
1: marauders? Great. I think that's the only thing that's not available. S-
2: spiders and stuff?
3: Yes, because I always forget people are always convert
1: them. People
2: convert them out of, they use
1: the Falwag models from The Hobbit and then they just put goldens on top of it and it looks fine. It the looks ca- really good. Yeah. The
2: Cave Drake's actually very good as well. Cave uh, Drake's super fun to use. Yeah, it seems like a bit Drake. before his time as far as Games Workshop uh, dragons and stuff are concerned. He I think really it's
1: actually good. their better model, like one of their best models
0: in the range. It's a really fantastic model. It comes with a mini Cave Drake and everything. And some eggs. Yes, the extra mini Cave Drake.
4: Yeah.
2: Cool. All right, and the other one is Angmar. Now, this is—correct me if I'm wrong—is this one of the old um, uh, what are they called? Is this one of the old Gondor cities that have been taken over by the baddies at some
0: point in the past? Is is that Angmar? This is the Witch King's old stomping ground. It was Angmar. These were the guys who fought Arnor to a standstill, sort of thing. They wiped each other out,
3: pretty much. Bit more than that.
0: Well, okay, they stomped (laughs) Arnor. Arnor called for backup. The backup stomped Angmar. Everybody went home.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So a list once again set in the back. But at the moment in the Third Age, Angmar is basically your northern orc tribes. You've got a bit of trolls in there. You've got some nasty ring and things and some spirits and a big vampire
2: beast monster. So Angmar were orcs from the start or were they originally humans and this and and now Orcs they're... from the start. Orcs from the start. Orcs. Oh, right. Okay, cool. So they
1: fought against the Arnor list we talked about from the Kings of Men.
3: So they're, they're yeah. the theme matchup basically.
2: Nice. Awesome. And
3: pretty much the reason why you take an Arnor, Angmar army is. All a the spooky spellcasters. Yeah, you
1: get you get the shade model, which we talked about at length, is very popular <laughs> model. It, this is the list that it's in. So a lot of people have this by default. You get, instead of having like fighting heroes mostly, you're getting either magic users or a big flying vampire, basically. Or a big smushing troll. A big troll, yes. So Gullivar, the Terror of Honor, is a fantastic model. A bit hard to use for beginners, but very solid. Yes. Uh, Birdo Pretty easy to use for beginners. He's a troll that's a hero, so he's a good start for a troll. You can take cave trolls, you can take orcs. I think it's a pretty sold list for beginners. I
3: think it's it is, but it's it's one of those things of why wouldn't you just go to Moria or Mordor to, as your yeah, starting point? Near your fifth. It's one of those. It has a niche, and if you're running it as a mono list, it's it's got a very particular niche that it's like a really annoying, like control niche. Get you know? all your spirits and your specters and your, yeah, because a lot eights. of like the core stuff in the Angmar book you can take in other parts of.
2: But I guess if you if you're not as much into your like orc hordes or your elite orcs and you and you more enjoy your sort of spirity spooky semi undeady witchy poo kind of stuff, then maybe this is more the list for you. Problem
0: is, it? is it's a little fiddly for a new player. Mm. Right? Okay. Yeah, I, th- I
1: think I see the point there. If you're going Mordor, which we'll talk about very soon, you might almost have the vast majority of, a, of an Angmar list and then you might branch out later. So you might not start here. You Makes might come sense. there as a second army, basically.
2: And plastics and stuff?
1: Uh, Wag Riders, Orcs. A plastic. Cave Troll. Yeah. This a toss-up. There was a Cave Troll plastic in the Mines of Moria box set, which is no longer available. But getting mm-hmm. cave trolls is not particularly hard. If you Like the goblins, a lot of people have spares of them. So, they're, they're not too hard to get. You can also buy them.
2: Okay. Would you say if you played Mordor or something and you really were very fond of the ring race and the way that they kind of play, maybe you would branch into this kind of I list? think so. Yeah, I, I
3: definitely it's... think if you want to go in Angmar, get the orcies type stuff, play it in Mordor, figure out how they're working that, then take all the crazy spooky shenanigans stuff from Angmar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Scale. Fair enough. Fair enough. So but don't reckon it for beginners. You could play it as a beginner's. It's it's, but you might get bored of its playstyle as well because it's a little bit one-dimensional on what it can do.
2: Cool beans. So should we move to the next one? Let's move to the next We're one. We're going back to the good guys. So we got the free people. The
3: free peoples. Kylie, go. This one will test my memory. Oh, good. Get the get the. So it's Eregion um, and Rivendell. Avergion? Then, mm-hmm. then it's Lothlorien. Then it's Durin's then it's Shire. Then it's the Wanderers in the Wild Fellowship and the White Council. Not sure if I got those in order. Fellowship and, and Wanderers in the Wild? And the Wild. What's the last and what one? And White Council. Yep, got it. Smashed it. Boom. Wow.
2: How many lists was that? Six or so? Seven? Might have been seven. Two, Maybe two more. It's
3: a lot in this Four. one. Five, six, seven, yeah.
2: Now, this one, we're going to get some interesting
1: comments about this because some of the others, we just said, yeah, beginners can take this, beginners can take this. This list, I can guarantee there's
2: some that we won't recommend for beginners. Correct. I see. So, what's the first one? First one is... um, Eregion? Eregion and Rivendell.
1: Yes. So, this is basically your high elves from Rivendell without the cavalry, surprisingly. So, they don't have the cavalry from the Hobbit movies. They're... Basically designed around that Second Age Last Alliance list, but they've got okay. elements of the Third Age in it as mm. well.
2: And elves live forever unless you kill them. So, so if you wanted to make a Last Alliance themed list, you might take this, this, this along with the, the um, Numenor, the yes. Numenor yeah. guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: That'd be so cool. So you've
1: got some really nice heroes in Gilgalad and Alrond.
2: Oh, Elrond's a bit of a badass.
3: Absolutely, he is, and he has three different profiles.
2: Yeah, lots of different
1: profiles. And listen, listen to confusion. our Rond episode if you want to hear about our He's worth even. All
2: oh, right, he's worth even more points if you take him in a ninety. That's
0: yeah, cool. yeah, the pajama one. The pajama one's deadly. Yeah, it's, it's the expensive robes. You know that's silk. It doesn't come cheap. Yeah. <laughs> right on. You get people like
1: Kierdan of the Havens. You get the Elfin twins again. Ela, uh, yeah, Al-Dan and, and Arwen
3: as well, which Arwen, is yeah. a big
1: deal. Arwen,
3: Glorfindel, Gildor.
1: Yeah, lots of famous Elf names, but not many troop options.
3: No. You actually got All
1: one of it. You've got one, but you can sneakily get a second in. Yes. So, your first option is the high elves, which are basically yep. the ones in that Numenor box set. So, if you really wanted to start with the Numenor, you're going to end up with this list anyway because you get the yeah. models. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Gildor, who's a model that's incredibly hard to get, can lead wood, wood elves elf. that don't have the armor, which you use the wood elf models for. So, look, basically on availability and. And starting out, I'm going to say I don't necessarily recommend this one, even though it's playstyles. Yeah, if you
3: by some chance happen to end up with a couple of boxes of the old Last Alliance box set. Yeah. You probably could add a pinch, you know. So, there's no
2: standard elf plastic box set or something? Not these elves.
1: Not these elves,
3: but there are plastics of them.
1: Yeah, but they're they're the ones that's mixed in with the Numenor Men. So, you buy a plastic box set and you only get... Two thirds of them as the elves you want, and then it's not the actual weapon y- combination yeah. you really want. And- you get
0: the archers and the two handed weapons, but no spears, no shields.
3: And it's an elite army, so it's not the easiest to play either. It's- yeah, plus the heroes are your big end heroes like your Gilgalad and your Elrond and your Glofindel, so they're pretty tricky to use. With a
0: fair bit of magic and no staff of power, so you've got to use your magic exactly right the first time right mm-hmm.
2: so this is another little theme i'm noticing actually just as we as we go along and do this would you guys say that very expensive heroes like points cost wise and uh very magic oriented heroes are perhaps not a good place to start for a new player
3: so it depends possibly what you- it depends on the big hero like if you're if you're talking about big heroes such as like a gimli or a dane or a boromir one of those type of really tanky big heroes that pretty much just hit the enemy and just grind. Sure, they're a good starting point for a beginner because they don't go down too easy, but something with a bit more trickiness to them and a bit lower defense, that's when you probably want to scare it. Maybe not take these straight away. Yeah, I agree on that. I think
1: basically the better you get as a player, the better value you get out of your heroes. So early on, you probably, you'll probably pay the cost for them. They might cost you 150 points. And you pro- you might only get half that worth out of them early on until you get used to how they, they work.
2: Cool. Well the next one's Lothlorien and Mirkwood. So these are also elves of the, the Wood Elf variety.
3: Yes. Now if you wanted to start off as Elves as a new player, this is where you would start.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely the beginner friendly elves. You've got a few troop types. You've got your Galadrum Warriors, you've got Galadrum Knights, and you've also got your Wood Elf warriors. So you've got straight away some some options in your infantry.
3: And they're all plastic.
1: They're all plastic. You've also got some really nice elites, which are your uh, Galadrum Court Guard. Yes, and Mirkwood Sentinels. And Mirkwood Sentinels. So you can either go a fully unarmored elf list of Mirkwood, and it's, it's quite effective, or you can go a Galad- Galadrum elf, which is reasonably effective as well, or mix them in together. Either way, it's a solid start for elves, and you've got a lot of choices in
3: this list. And you get all the weapon options you could ever possibly want in the box kits as well.
1: Yeah, and none of the the only models that are hard to find. This list of alternative poses, really, I think. Mm-hmm. Are
3: sentinels available? Um, can't remember. Honestly, I I have no idea. Yeah, they they might not be, but they're once the again. Dream Court are still available. Yeah, ones. they yeah. they are available. They're in fine cast. Cool at the moment. There. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, but yeah, they're they're definitely available. I think the other good thing about the that particular um, elf list is the fact that the heroes are really easy to get a hold of and. The heroes are pretty Yeah, you've pretty got good.
1: some good heroes in Haldir's. Legolas is in that list, isn't he, as well? Yes. 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 Yeah, and Legolas Thranduil. and Haldir. Straightforward. Therondool is, is amazing. Yeah, there's, there's some good heroes in that list.
2: Awesome. Um, all right. So, if you want to play elves, start with them.
1: I in think so. I, yeah. would, I would. David, do you agree on that? Yeah.
0: Um, plastic box sets. Auto. If you want to start learning magic, Thundral's magic auto You You don't have to worry about, you know, what could go wrong. Mm-hmm.
1: And Sentinels have essentially an, a magic a magic power equivalent that you can do every turn as well. So it is very forgiving about how to use it. It's not the end of the game if you use it in the wrong spot.
2: And Stormcallers have a purple sun as well.
1: Yes. you likes the the stormcaller's power that knocks everyone over. Mm. Um purple stun with that like the most powerful spell in Warhammer.
2: Yeah, well it's traditionally known as one of the more ridiculous yep. sort of, you know, roll a six and win the game kind of things. Which Nick did against me once, so I'm I'm still a bit scared.
1: Oh, okay. It. With the Purple Sun or the Nature's Wrath? The Nature's Wrath. Nature's Wrath,
0: yes. Um, Thundral auto-rolls a six, pretty much. Yeah, he gets (laughs) to cast that. He has a special rule. so yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a good spell. All right, cool. So that's elves. Um, Next we've got Durin's Folk, which is, of course, dwarves.
1: Dwarves. And these are the Lord of the Rings dwarves, so they're designed around the ones that tried to retake Moria and also the ones that were... Originally in Moria. Yeah, but we've got dwarves from The Hobbit now as well that are more movie-based, so... These ones, the look of them is not what you see in the movies a lot of the times, but they're good models
3: on their own yeah. as well. They're a decent starting point for dwarves. Honestly, I reckon you'd be better off going for the new school dwarves if you're starting out, but yeah. if you really have your heart set on these dwarves, you can still start off with them as well. Yeah. They've got a plastic box set, or two plastic box sets. They've got the
1: warriors and the rangers, which are both good models. Warriors are probably easy to use in the rangers. Yeah, rangers are a bit, bit tricky. Yep. They've got solid heroes with high defense. They've got no spears except for the Vault Warden teams. Mm-hmm. So you have to basically have a long line of dwarves and encircle the enemy. And you've got some some like Iron Guard and some elites. You've got an artillery piece, a ballista. It's a I think it's a good force.
4: It's got it a good mixture really good. of different things. Yeah, Compared with yeah. the elves, they've got a lot of troops. There's almost too
3: much too much to look at. In, the, in that particular Dwarf list. A lot of the time when a new Dwarf player is going into Dúran's Folk, I tell them, pick one of the crazy awesome special troop and take that. Yeah. Um, they've also got the, the
1: Kazakh Guard, which are a favorite. This yeah. list initially came out with Baal and Kazakh Guard and Dwarf Warriors, and that was it. And they were a good army on its own then. And reasonably <laughs> beginner-friendly, I think... I think both the dwarves' armies are pretty beginner friendly, to be honest. And I think think it's just take the ones you like the look of, really.
4: Cool.
2: Fair enough. Uh, Next in this one, we got the Shire, which is, I imagine, unfortunately, full of bloody hobbits.
1: Full of hobbits. A lot of hobbits. I ran an 800 point Shire army to one of the tournaments and had about 80 models. It was amazing. 80 think, models? Yeah. So, you, think you have I a of these dudes. I think
0: I about 40, 45 of them with my Murmuck, but Yeah. It, yes, you did. <laughs> awesome. you,
1: the Moomuk ran over for, yeah, almost 50 <laughs> models. It was heartbreaking.
2: But it was... That sounds like a good game to me. Where hobbits get squashed, I'm into that. Oh,
1: yeah, you would have loved that one. David bought me a can afterwards because I was a bit depressed afterwards because it lasted like two turns or something.
0: No, Moomuk didn't show up turn one. Okay, so lasted three turns. Three turns. turns. <laughs> three turns. Uh, this one... I honestly think
1: this list is better for scenarios or very small points match games. Mm. I think the sheer quantity of models that you need, which are hard to obtain,
0: is... It's going to be tricky for a new player.
3: Yeah. Are these guys Extremely metal tricky. blister you packs or something? Yes. Yeah, you can't get any of the the four travellers, four travellers being Frodo, Sam, Merry and Pippin, on Pony anymore. They can so be re-released got, though. But
0: they will be re-released. So at the moment, you've got two heroes that can lead. You've got the Bullroar, you've got Paladin.
1: Yeah, and the Bullroar wasn't... Around at the same time So if you go for a theme list You're doing basically mm. The Battle of Bywater with them Which honestly If you want to do Hobbits I recommend doing scenarios Rather than points yep. and match games for them Just yeah. play and the Battle of Bywater get, You can't mm-hmm. get
3: I think it's Sheriffs off the web store Sheriffs anymore? are unavailable yet. Yeah Yeah so
1: uh, Once again A powerful list But if I, I wouldn't start off that
2: As yeah, a beginner Very niche And you know that You wouldn't start off with them As a beginner anyway Because they're Hobbits Yeah, fair enough. Moving on, the Fellowship are next up. Well, Are they an army or they're they're just a
0: bunch of dudes? Technically
3: speaking, they're an army. You wouldn't ever run them though. You could
0: if you got the starter box and they were all you had, but they changed the starter box, so that's not a problem anymore.
1: Yeah, this is one of those things that are available in points match, but a lot of times you end up just allying with a couple of them in your force Mm -hmm. and make your story around there. Like bringing in a Baromir of Gondor into a particular army or a
3: Gandalf. Or,
1: or no, even a theme, like in an Athelian yeah. force, where you have Frodo, Sam, and Gollum.
3: Yes, because this is the only way you can get good Gollum.
1: Yep. So, these ones work better as allies rather than a list on their own. If you want to play them as a list on their own, you're really a scenario player, and you want to play scenarios rather than points match, because you'll be a bit sad about these.
2: But like, I'd argue that at, as, especially as a new player, at least 50% of this game is scenarios. Oh, and absolutely. So, and I can't wait list. to talk about
1: that. So, yeah, when we get scenarios, I'm going to talk them up like anything. But at the moment now, mm, play the scenarios. All
2: right, then. Um, f- That's a fellowship. We've got the Wanderers in the Wild as well.
3: Okay. You can make a list out of this, surprisingly. You can, and it's a very effective list. I wouldn't recommend it to a beginner, though. It's hard to use. It's easy to take apart. It's, um, it's so, one of these ones that
1: actually has got a reputation as being a bit of a powerless. Should we tell them what's in the Wanderers in the Wild? We should. We should. What's in the Wanderers of
0: the Wild, David? We've got some Ents. Yep. We've got an Ent Hero Truebeard. We've got some Eagles. We've got the Eagle Hero Gwaihir. We've got some Wozes, which are those random blokes who hang around the forest. Yeah,
1: they're and on the way from, from Rohan to Gondor through yep. the forest. And, and
0: you've got the Boror. Yes,
3: as well as our good friends Tom Bombadil and Goldberry. How do you forget Tom Bombadil and Goldberry, David? Um... You should do an episode on that and talk for about you also, 40 think minutes on them. also, I think, have Bilbo in the list, too, for some random reason. Oh, yes. Because, because he wandered in the wild.
1: Yeah. Um. Basically, if you want to make this as an army list on its own, you've got to get lots of the Woes Warriors, which are hard to get
3: and expensive, probably. And then some monsters. Yeah. They're not... I, you can get them, I think, still on the web, so I'm not sure. But yeah, they're, they're, hmm. they're, they're pricey. Yeah, And yeah, they're yep. metal.
2: If anyone doesn't remember Tom Bombadil, he's the one that Tolkien... He's in the chapter that Tolkien wrote when he drank a lot of mushroom tea that you could probably skip. No, David loves that chapter. Don't don't, don't get him started on that. Some people love it. Some people don't love it as much as David loves it. I think that chapter alone is part of what a lot of people now who are used to you a bit quicker kind of entertainment, let's put it that way, can get up to that bit in the first Lord of the Rings book and go, I'm never getting through this book. And I have down. done
1: that. I remember reading it as a young teenager and getting to that chapter and having to restart the book multiple times. Mm, because have done it It just, yep. just lost lost me for that and now I'm okay because I've got a better intention span but it was a bit of a battle. All those songs and trying to create meaning out of them and that sort of stuff was, was tricky. Wanderers in the Wild, good for allies if you want to get an ent or something like that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't think or you are an angle. E- yeah, Eagle or an Ent.
2: And the Ents are actually, I've got to mention, they're really cool models. Like, they're very different to Men in other games and things like that. They're very long and skinny, they're very tall models by the I looks of it. I think
0: there's about three different Ent models and every one has been completely different from every yeah, other have. one. They have the plastic ones we're talking about the the well, Because They they're should be. Nice there's models. lots of different trees yes. in the world. I know. And there's but actually some companies that make
1: very good alternative Ents that look like the ones in the movie as well. Mm. so if you wanted to go ants, you definitely could um if you if you like ants you are probably taking them as an ally to wood elves if you're doing a beginner's force with them because otherwise you yeah, probably not getting good trolls much. basically
2: yeah, yeah. why not they're cool yeah all right and so the last one the last book from What's the lord the of, of the rings list group
3: in that one no, uh, we can it? come I back to it later so. Because it reappears in The Hobbits Oh, okay Okay, we'll save this one It's the White Council
1: We'll talk about it when we oh, talk I about apologize. The I
2: apologise I just skipped right past it Because it's so short Just two pages is yeah. it? Or?
1: This list has actually grown And is bigger in The, the Hobbit one mm. It's it's one of the only lists I think it is the only list That's now a combination of Lord of the Rings and Hobbit
2: Oh, interesting So it's the wizards and stuff, basically In a nutshell Yeah The Kyle wizards and their allies I could
3: be right, I could be wrong But it I think It depends I am. on how you want to swing Thranduil
2: Okay, okay I'll give
1: you that Fair enough Theron is also a, a crossover model.
2: All right. Well, the last book is set, I imagine, in the place that everyone wants to go on holiday. Mordor. Mordor. The land where the shadow of I actually lie.
1: read a newspaper article just recently and it was comparing Rigwood, which is the suburb next to where we're recording at the moment, to Mordor. I thought that was a bit harsh.
2: Mm, it is quite a journey to get down here, I notice.
1: Yeah, f- yes. So if that's Mordor, are we a Thillion or... You guys are out in like Far Harrod or something like that. Okay. Or no, Linden or- I'm in Far Harrod
0: So that oh, yeah. means I'm in I'm the other way I'm Linden then or Basically Belfer. the people
1: Who write these yeah. articles Live in Hipster Town Like Hugh does So basically anything That's, right. that's further away
2: they, they talk about that Hipster so th- Town That's Bree right Bree yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it's where The Green Dragon Pub is <laughs> you should come down Absolutely. To Check Absolutely That's the Prancing Pony But either yeah, way
1: Yeah craft beer in that That makes a lot of sense
2: Okay so it- well uh, the first And is it Am I Am we it's the guess? only one Is it the only one the yes. only one. God, it's, it's the only one it is the list is called Mordor. Biggest list in the game, yes. And this is a badass list, man. It's got a lot of good stuff. Oh, in it. it's got they a, could it's, have split yes. it up
3: into its like subcategories, but they didn't. They just decided to cop out and make one huge list, which is okay because you can split it up into subcategories yourself.
1: You've got your orcs, you've got your Arakai from Mordor, you've got your Morannon orcs as
0: your basic troopers. You've got your orcs with incredibly large shields. You've got oh yeah, the
1: Blackguard of barad Lots of plastic box sets available. Ring race for heroes, Gothmog for a hero who's just been All re-released. sorts of
3: orc varieties for heroes. The and Dark
0: Lord himself. Trolls, dragons, drakes. Dragon? Yeah, you can even take yes. Sauron. He's
2: 375 points. Yep. Pretty badass.
3: And so, do you want to get in the ring. 450.
2: 450. So in you
0: there. can fight an entire war to try and reclaim the ring, or you can pay the extra points. I yeah. recommend paying the extra yeah, points. Yeah, pay the extra
1: points. It's easy. A scenario player would play the whole war. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> okay, fair enough And uh, there's a huge Yeah, as we said A huge variety You've got monsters You've got infantry You've got heroes Do you have cavalry in the list? Uh, yeah You've got
1: warg riders You've also got black Numenorean knights oh, okay. And orc trackers on warg Orc trackers on warg which, which are the another ranks. unreleased model Yeah
2: So a few different sizes You've also got the great beasts of Gorgoroth, Which
1: is a little mini Basically a mumak thing It's the, the it's rhino Mac.
4: Yeah
2: It's a rhino instead of an elephant Basically
1: yeah, Basically and it's fun to play with. I played with that just recently. You've also got artillery, which once again, stay away from if you're a beginner. If you get good at it, by all means use.
2: And model, uh, I imagine given that there's so many models, the uh, availability varies a fair bit, does it?
3: Actually, it's not too bad for model. Pretty good? Yeah, model is one of those lists that they haven't got Some rid Some of the model Urukai you might struggle to find. I think the Mortal Urukai well, maybe, maybe not. The oldest sculpts. Yeah. yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough.
1: Yeah, but definitely you can make a model list with current available models and have a lot of variety in it as well. Cool, yeah, I'm that sounds t- interesting. Take a
3: quick flick and I can have a look. Uh, so, still available. Tell us
0: what do you see.
3: Still available. <laughs> still available. This is good still listening. Available. Yeah. <laughs> still available. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll play this. I at haven't one and found and a half anything speed. that's not available yet.
1: I feel that we have this big Mordor soundtrack going on in the background while Carly's going. Da,
2: yeah, da, 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 da. no, I couldn't find any that's
3: not available, available in some way, shape, or form.
2: Fantastic. So, as a, as a beginner player, if I am going to be evil, yes, I am going to summarize. I reckon from what you guys have said, I was learning from the pros. You want to play Mordor, Yep. Isengard, Yep. Or Moria,
1: Yep. Maybe Harrod, if you really want to do evil men.
2: If you really don't want to be like Orcs and Goblins, yes, yeah, basically. basically.
1: If you want to take evil, be don't want to be Orcs and Goblins. I would go Harrod.
2: Cool, awesome. And as the good guys, I'm feeling um, Lothlorien or yep. Um, Gondor. Yep, Minas Tirith. Minas Tirith or perhaps Rohan if you're a bit braver.
1: Yeah, Rohan if you're not afraid to to take some time to learn.
2: Whichever one aesthetically you like the most yes. is going to be the one you, yeah. you want to choose. Durance
1: folks, solid as well for or, a beginner.
2: Or, dwarves... I can't remember if we said they've got lots of plastic box sets and stuff
1: available Yeah, dwarves, dwarves are good for... They've got you the know. solid two.
4: You, yeah, will, you won't, Any of those won't, four.
1: won't get to play cavalry, you won't get to play monsters with dwarves. Anyone you won't get spears, really, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're a limiting list, but you get lots of options as well, so mm. they're, they're okay. Cool, so, I, I learned a lot. I and now we're going to do the Hobbit ones, but we're going to have a break before we do that, because this is going to take some serious thinking. Enjoy yes. the thinking music. Welcome back. And now we have a new person to the desk. Danny joins us. Hello. Good, good, good. And we've got David and Kylie still. We're talking about lists from the Hobbit supplements and rule books now. So, David, you've got the first list looking at it from a beginner's perspective from
0: The Unexpected Journey. Okay. um, This is from the hardcover book. And first one up is Thorin's Company.
4: Thorin's Company.
0: Including all of Thorin's Company and I believe an optional wizard. Maybe a Hobbit somewhere. Hang on. Yes. Optional Wizard and Hobbit.
3: Short answer is it's not a beginner's army. No.
1: Not a beginner's army. Comes out of the box set. So you have that army if you bought the Goblin Town, Escape from Goblin Town box set. But it is, I think, for, for beginners, it's a scenario list. Mm.
0: Moving on then. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Next up, we have Elrond's Household, which mm. is your Elrond, Lindair, your Knight Captain, And your Rivendell Knights.
1: Yeah, so Plastic Knights, effective army, very, very restrictive list, and it's...
3: I've always been surprised they didn't add this to Eregion and Rivendell.
1: I have also always been surprised about that, always. Even before it came out, I was surprised that they didn't. We've been talking about, like, Elf Cavalry since the game almost started, because the Last Alliance, the idea of playing them would be amazing. So we finally got
3: them, but you have to ally them in, you can't take them as a... Uh, inside your region force. I remember about 10 years ago, we had um, rules for Cav in a White Dwarf. Yes,
1: absolutely. And some very nice 10 years yet
3: later, we finally get those rules. And
1: it's worth it. They're good, but they're not a beginner's force because they're quite fragile and hard to use properly. Very effective in the hands of a good player. Very elite. So you've yes. got to make
5: every one count.
1: Yeah, and you need to know how cavalry works.
5: Um, so, Jeremy, would you recommend including these cav in, say, a... Uh... Different high-off lists? I think
1: if you're going for the Eregion and Rivendell list, I think they're fine as, as a warband in that list. But I think for any other way, for beginners, I probably wouldn't bother.
0: Agreed. So token presence in a different yeah. army. Yeah,
1: take literally the the box set. Take a captain and five uh, knights, which is what you get in the box.
0: Okay, next up we have Radagast Alliance.
5: Yeah, now
1: we've got some updates, don't we, Danny?
0: Uh,
5: yes, Um, I believe you've got an update and I've got... An even more recent update because. So I've
0: got the the
1: Desolation of Smaug book. Danny's got the Battle of Five Armies book. The most recent update is in the Battle of Five Armies book. So, Danny, what have we got in this list?
5: So, we've got Radagast the Brown, Radagast the Brown riding Great Eagle, Bard the Bowman, Bjorn, Guahir, Great, Great Eagles, and Toriel Mirkwood Exile. Yep. So, it's another
1: hero list with one warrior type, which is Eagles. Uh, they're not particularly good on their own without a lot of practice and a lot of really elite movements, So, once again, good allies, not really good at beginner force. Probably ally them in with Merkwood or Tharindul's Halls if you really want to, to use them.
0: Okay, next up, the Army of Thror. Now, I've
1: got the update for this one in the Desolation of Smaug book, so I'm going to read what's in this fantastic army. So this one's got Thraw, Thrain, Thrain the Broken, Thor and Oakenshield, Baal and the Dwarf, Dwarl and the Dwarf, and I hope you use the old young, sorry, the young Dwal and the young Baal and the young Thorin in this one, because they look really good. The captains of Erebor, Grimhammer captains, captains of Dale. And then we've also got warriors of Erebor, Grimhammers and warriors of Dale. So a few options in that list. New players, maybe. I, I think so. Like the dwarfs themselves, if you went dwarf heavy, I think you could definitely play this as a new player. You could put a handful of, humans in there, the, the garrison of Dale, but there I'm not are sure. plastic sure. So. They're a plastic I would, box. I would
3: actually go one further than that and say this is the beginner army for anyone wanting to play. The beginner game. army for everyone yes. to play, full stop. Full stop. Okay.
1: Um, The reason is because you've got very limited troop options. You get to use them very well. They're effective. There's some good heroes there, but you don't want to go overboard in the heroes. Um, Thorn, some-
3: Thorn is like the perfect leader. Like, and good starts, are fantastic. really tanky. Can attack even when he's defending. Mm. Like, yeah. everything in that list is super solid. And, and lots of defense
0: seven dwarves.
3: Yeah. So if you make a mistake, you're not going to get punished too hard for it.
1: And you've got two missile options with the Grimhammers and the the Warriors of Dale. So you can play a full list, essentially. And the um, miniatures are readily, readily available? Still available. Still very nice miniatures. The Hobbit range is really good miniatures. So if you just All plastic too. Up, yeah. I, I would definitely consider this
0: army. And it's dwarves with spears, which is not to be, you know... Yes, absolutely. Now, what's the next one? Next up, we have the White Council.
1: The White Council. Danny, you've got an update for this one.
5: Yes, I have the most recent, most updated list. So, you have the option of Galadriel, or Galadriel Lady of Light, or Galadriel Protectress of Lothlorien. Yeah, there's so many Galadriels. So, that's Galadriel,
0: (laughs) Galadriel of Darkness, and Galadriel of Seaweed. Yes, gray one playing at home. No, no, no. The
1: darkness one is the seaweed one, isn't
0: it? No, no, no. It's The the new one is even more seaweed than the than okay. the old seaweed yeah. one.
1: Galadriel wearing the pretty dress. Galadriel wearing a little bit of seaweed. Galadriel absolutely drenched because it's been a storm. Okay. Saruman the White or Saruman the Wise? Mm-hmm. Gandalf the Grey? I like it how when he's wise, he's not white. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's
4: interesting. Saruman Ringmaker.
1: Definitely many colours at that point.
5: Yeah. Gandalf the Grey or Gandalf... The gray, you, you only get one Gandalf option. Okay, Radagast the Brown or Radagast the Brown riding Great Eagle Mm-hmm. and Alrond or Alrond Lord of the West. Yeah, so you get lots of those. But Wait, you know, Pajama did
3: Alrond is in there?
1: No, that's weird. Not in the White Council, which is and interesting. Neither
3: is
0: Gandalf that's the really White. Weird. Why is he not in the White Council? So you have then, yeah,
5: 10 options. For five models.
1: Yeah. plus you have additional models from the, the Lord of the Rings list as well.
5: Okay, um. in addition to these heroes listed above, you may also choose from Thranduil, King of Mirkwood, or Th- Thranduil, King of the Woodland Realm, Legolas Greenleaf, or Legolas Greenleaf, Prince of Mirkwood, <laughs> and the following heroes in the Free People's Supplement as members of the White, Tower, White Council. Ciriadon, Glorfindel, Eristor, Caliborn, or Arwen. Yes, So
1: this one, if you really love these models and you want to play White Council, go get yourself the Fall of the Necromancer Sourcebook and play from that. Because you'll get a much better experience than trying these in a points match game. Because, one, we don't know actually how to win with these guys. They're tricky.
0: Not on their own, no. No.
3: This is the exact polar opposite of a beginner army. This is like what you do if you've mastered every other army in the game. This is the
1: one we haven't really found a good option for. So every other one we can, we can do okay with. This one we're still working on. It's a work in progress, to be confirmed.
0: For the, for the moment, use it as allies. If there's a particular elven hero or wizard you want, take it. Otherwise, no.
1: Yeah, and you can ally it in with your Arm um, Your Thrall or your Tharindul's Halls or something like that.
0: Or your Knights of the White Council, either way.
1: Your Minas Tirith, sure. Next one, David.
0: Next up, Azog's Hunters.
5: Oh, this one's my favourite. I love this one. Okay, I have the most recent updated... You do? Updated list. list? Yep, in the five armies again. So it contains Azog, or uh, Azog Lieutenant of Sauron, Bolg, or Bolg Castellan of Mount Gundabag, Yazneg, Fimbul the Hunter, Nazog, Hunter Orc Captains, Hunter Orcs, Falwag's. Gundabad orc captains And Gundabad orc warriors mm. We're getting lots of detail We don't,
1: Maybe we don't need to read out Like Azog, Azog 1 Azog with a slightly different hat mm-hmm. Azog with the spiky hand Instead of the hooky hand Or whatever
0: Azog, <laughs> alternate pose 4 Yeah Bolg. Okay Alternate pose Bolg
3: Azog Spiky
1: Bolg. Hunter orcs yeah. Gundabad orcs Love it Wags. Perfect That's exactly what I wanted to hear So we've got a couple of Plastic box sets here We've got the, the Hunter orcs We've got the Hunter orcs On wargs We've got the Wags. Uh, I think that's all the plastics. And then you've got some Gundabad Orcs, which gives you some heavy infantry with shields or shields and spears or spears. And then you have basically some of the best heroes in the game, with Azog and Bolg, and also some of the best value, like mid-range, low-range heroes. So uh, like Thimble and Nazug and uh, what's the other one, Yazneg. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Really good. Is this a beginner's army? It's an army if you want stuff to happen quickly. Because you're either going to win very quickly or you're going to lose very quickly. And you're probably going to do a bit of both early on.
3: It's a bit like the Rohan. If you're going to take this up as a beginner's army, um, prepare to lose a lot early on.
1: Yes, but it's hunter Orc, so you're going to have fun doing it. And you're going to put people... It's a scary army to face. People like the Rohan, people are naturally scared of it because it is very effective. So it's not a bad one to start with. And the models are fantastic. They are the newest orcs we have, essentially. So... If you like Orcs and you want to start a Hobbit army, this one gets my vote.
0: Don't be afraid to lose, though. It deals a lot of damage very quickly, but it takes a lot of damage very quickly.
1: Absolutely. And you finish your game's very very good use of time. I
3: think it's the the army to uh, sort of encompass the idea of the glass cannon. And
1: look, if your friend's going in on an army of Thror, I can highly recommend getting this one as the opponents because they match up really well. They're fun to play against. You get good tight matches with them.
0: Okay, next up, we have Goblin Town. Dun, 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 down in the, dun, the deep dun, dun, of Goblin Town. Du, du,
1: du, 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 That's a Goblin Town song, isn't it? I okay. guess now. Goblin Town. Goblin Town, you have the Goblin King, you have the Scribe, you have Grinner, you have Captains, and you have Goblin Warriors. I, I maybe. Yeah, have that joke before. Yeah, yeah, we're down, yeah sorry, in. <laughs> Jokes become more funny if you keep repeating them.
3: Right. Right.
1: That's how it works. Yeah, this is this is a good beginner army, I think.
3: Yeah, well you get it straight out of the um the starter set, so that really helps. But the thing the thing that makes this army really nice for beginners is the fact that you've got a goblin king, which is one of the hardest models in the game to kill. Yes. And on top of that, you've got a goblin scribe that just keeps giving you more guys.
1: And you've got all the Sorry. weapon options, so you're gonna yeah. le- you're gonna learn weapon options. You're gonna learn monsters. You're gonna learn basically horde tactics. You don't have really anything to write home about. in Missile weapons. You've got a nice tricky piece in golem if you want to use it. Um, and Grinner. And Grinner, yeah, Grinner's, Grinner's quite nice. If you do choose to use this army and you get the Goblin Town Escape from Goblin Town box set, get some more goblins. You're gonna need another two sprues of goblins probably, maybe one at the minimum because of the scribe. So. Uh, There's 18
3: on a spree 18 on a spree You want about 4 sprees
1: Yeah I reckon 4 would be plenty But jump on eBay for those Or something like that Because lots of people Have bought the Goblin Town set And don't want the goblins So trade your friends Whatever You don't have to buy them At the full price It's a nice army Good army for beginners If you like the look of them If you can't stand the look of them Don't get them
4: Mm -hmm.
0: I believe the rule book Refers to them as Trog-like denizens But anyway Never mind Troglodyte I don't know, I'm trying to read past a pop filter, so it could well say that.
1: Okay, okay, go on. What's the next list then, pop filter man?
0: The Trolls. The Trolls. This army may include William, you Tom? can call him Bill if you wish, Tom and Bert.
1: And, and the Campfire.
0: That's not listed under the army list. Yeah, You've got but to pick it up under equipment. It's in the
1: profile. Yeah, yeah. So, this one's not really an army. It's, it's a scenario set that you can use as an ally in your force if you really want. Um, you could play them together in 400 They're or we're so points. They pretty well Goblin Town. They work. They actually are a good good army with the Goblin Town in there because then you've got four monsters and a lot of troops to back them up.
3: King out the front and just watch them steamroll through anything.
1: Yeah, so for a new player though, or only if you've got the Goblin Town box. If you want to expand your Goblin Town box and you're sick of goblins, I think that's the only time I'd
0: say for a new player. So this is part two. You've this is started part two. With yeah, goblins. yeah, I think so. You're branching out. And that's brought us to the end of the army list in the hardcover rulebook. Hardcover rulebook. So I'm going
1: to the new ones in the Desolation of Smell book, which, we, as we said before, is incredibly hard to find. So you may need to get some sort of digital download for it. Hopefully these rules will be reprinted when we get the new book at some point. The new lists are the Garrison of Dale, City of Men. And this one has Girion, the Lord of Dale. But he doesn't get a Windlands for some reason. The Captain of Dale... And the warriors of Dale. It's missing a key point. This army to make it playable, it really just needs some banners. It absolutely does. Yes, it's basic men,
0: equivalent to Numenorians without the heavy heroes. Gillian's they are okay. Numenorians.
3: Let's be honest. It's where the Numenorians went.
0: Yes. Um, Stat-wise, they are Numenorians without banners, pretty much.
1: Yeah, they they're not for beginners. This is an allied force, particularly or a scenario force. If you want to play it, it's not a, a standalone force as yet. Hopefully it gets bigger. But not yet. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hopefully they add some more units to it. Then the next one is similar case, the Dark Denizens of Mirkwood. This one you have two troops, the Falwags and Merkwood Spiders. That's it. War- warriors. Now, this is the one that you'll see if you ever play in tournaments and things. You'll find people have lots of single war bands of Dark Denizens of, of Mirkwood because uh, they have put one falwag in there just so they can get some sort of silly advantage in deployment. It's playable on its own because you're allowed to have the Spider Queen as a leader in it, but it's definitely not for beginners if you do choose to play it that way. Agreed. It, it's it's playable. It's okay. It can win you a game every
5: now and then. Moving on. Yeah, that's that's all mine done. Danny, you've got some new ones. Okay, in the Five Armies Sourcebook, I'll pamphlet thing there is um firstly the desolator of the north the desolator of the north smug himself mug himself and that's it what do we think he doesn't need an army new new player material only
1: if you are a fantastic painter already and you're not particularly fussed about whether you play him in game
0: in other words no no
1: no it's no good at low points costs I wouldn't play him anything under seven hundred points. Okay, right. That would be a bit tough. But he's he's basically I I put him down in the scenario piece um, setup. You can use him in points match games, and people do, and he's he's fine. But not for a beginner, and not 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 initially. No, you, your group needs to be a bit resilient. It's a, one of the few models that people look at, and some people will be a bit disappointed to play it because it might you might play a
5: scenario that you it's going to win straight out. Although you might play a scenario where it's going to lose straight out. And just a warning, if you do buy the model, keep him clear of your dogs.
1: Yes, yes. Don't let dogs need dragons. And make sure you don't attach it to the base because you're going to need that base to measure where it goes quite a bit. Yes. Okay. Some sort of a cutout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm thinking for mine, I'm going to make a separate base as well. So he gets two options because at the moment he's on the pile of gold and I really want him on a, like a Lake Town Ruin base. So I'm hoping at some point those plastic Lake Town buildings come out and I can turn one of them into a smug base. I think they'll look really cool. Next list. Denny, what's the next one?
5: Okay. Erebor Reclaimed.
1: Erebor Reclaimed.
5: What's in Erebor Reclaimed? Uh, Basically Thorin's company without Gandalf in it, but they all have their upgraded versions, so heavy armor and a few more different special oils.
3: They're stupid versions. They mm-hmm. are fantastic with
1: the versions. extra
5: long titles
1: scenarios. You can people have played this. We we had uh, Andreas played at a tournament one time. Mm-hmm. I think he might have even won a game, but it's not for beginners.
3: Shock, horror. it was Lords of Battle.
1: Yes, yeah, there
5: are some scenarios which you'll favorite, but in Hero Forces, straight out, we don't recommend beginners taking all Hero Forces. Mm-hmm. They would look nice allied into say an a uh, different dwarf army though. Oh, yeah, scattered around as an extension to your army of Thrall. They'll be fantastic.
3: I allied in um, Gloin and Oin into an army with Gimli once.
1: Yes, they worked really well. They did. Yeah. Just mushed all the things. And they are fantastic mortals. So we're not saying don't get them. We're saying don't get them as a beginner. Any others, Danny? Okay.
5: um, Then we have the Survivors of Lake Town. Survivors of Lake Town.
1: I've taken this one. This is a good list. You took a fair few allies with it, though.
5: I did. I took a lot of allies with it. It's
1: uh, basically the Lake Town Militia Bard getting a lot more options. So you get the one where you can take the horse, or you can take the windlass. Yeah, where
3: he's doing his best Imrahil impersonation.
1: Sorry, we've just realised we've missed missed one of them. So we'll finish off this one, then we'll go back to it. Uh, so this one, you've got the the Militia Captains, which are really nice. You have got the Militia. This is not a beginner's force. It's expensive to buy. It's basic humans. They're not that special. If you like want, they're basic... worse than basic humans. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they only got fight two.
0: Yeah, which is good. It's good that fight two's made an appearance. You're considering the professional soldiers of Gondor or fight three, I think fight two would be basic human.
3: Yeah. However, they do fight better if um Imrahil. Oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> bards around. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone fights better if bards. Yeah, exactly. Around.
1: I-, I play better when bards around. It's amazing. So then we've got another lake town list,
5: Danny. You pointed out I missed it last time. Okay. In the Desolation of Sm- Smog book. Yes, yes, it there is. It's the army of Lake Town with an updated version in
3: the five armies. Insert Windlands here.
5: Okay. Yep. So it pretty much includes the Master of Lake Town, Alfred the Counsellor, Bard the Bowman, or Bard the Bowman with Winland's Lake yep. Town Guard and Captains. Yep. So this is the Lake Town
1: Guard force, which is essentially the one in the scenario with Smog. It's once again playable. Once again, not beginners. Expensive. Uh, not particularly powerful you're going to get better use out of other places. It's not bad, but I, I just think for the cost investment, it's not worth it for a beginner. Agreed. Scenarios. Scenarios are fun. Or as an allied contingent, little force of the master or Alfred leading some Lake Town Guard is
0: fine as an ally. And the wind lance would look nice on your display board.
1: Yes. it's not. Once again, artillery set is start. Don't take it as a beginner. It, it, you, you need to have a yeah. job for it, and you need to know what you're going yeah. to do with it. It's e- not early fantastic. on,
0: it's there to look good. Don't take it in game.
1: No, not, not until you get your head around all the other rules because yeah. you're going to need to be really good to get any advantage out of it. And that's the last one, is it, Danny? Or have um, I missed any more? I believe that's the last one. Last one there. So from the Hobbit in summary, we've got some beginners we said. We said the Army of Thraw. We said perhaps Azok Hunters if you're not afraid to lose. And we also said Goblin Town.
3: So did we say Thrandall's Halls?
1: We did not say
5: Thrandall's Halls, did we? Yeah, you must have missed it. Did anyone it.
3: have I, I must calls. have missed that.
0: Yep. What I are you doing? Have... Ah,
5: Totally missed it again. Okay. Did the page fall out of your book?
3: It I'd be utterly condemned if we forgot them. <laughs> we did. Pick the... And this is a good list. I play this
5: list. This is my favourite one. Well, no, I, the Azor Xandris. But this is my favourite good one. Okay. So you get Thranduil. Um, two options. Two options are the Legolas. Toriel, um, Mirkwood Rangers and Palace Guard. And normal Mirkwood Elves.
1: Yeah, the Mirkwood Elves are basically standard elf troops. It just came out five armies. And there's some cavalry there, which are nice. Uh, They're not particularly strong.
4: The Glaive is pretty good, though. Yeah,
1: they've got really good equipment. But they're just standard elves with with low defense. The Mirkwood Ranges are fantastic. Um, they play differently to most other forces. They're not bad as a beginner force if you go heavily Mirkwood Rangers with a bit of Palace Guard
3: scattered in. Yeah, I think the reason why they work pretty well for beginners is because one, Palace Guard a tanky as anything, defense six, fight six. Mm, yes. They're just they're hard to remove for the table. And the traditional way of beating anything is throw lots of monos on it and trap it. Well, you can't really do that against Mirkwood Rangers or any of the like because they just go more guys, awesome, and then they just swing around and smack everyone over the back of the head with their knives.
1: Yeah, so I think this one, I would take this as a second force after getting Azog's Hunters, or after some sort of evil force. If you've got an evil force and you want to get a second force or an opponent force, it's not bad for that. It's a little bit of an off-the-wall force. It's, it's not bad for beginners, but it does change the rules a little bit, in, especially in terms of, of um, character placement, essentially. Because you mm. you, you, you're you not afraid to put a Mirkwood Ranger on its own, where normally any army that's that's the worst thing you can do is just leave a model on its own where it's going to get killed. Mirkwood Rangers don't care about that. And they can shoot as well as anyone in the game. So, nice army. Fantastic characters. Tariel and Tharunduil and Legolas,
3: but... A little bit tricky for a first one, or...?
1: Probably not your very first one, but I think you could pick it up pretty quickly.
4: Mm.
3: And if you do pick it up as your first one, prepare to lose a few games early on.
1: Try and then get... Opponent with a pretty standard list Because you go too wonky lists You're going to have a, an interesting time Makes yes. sense Yeah, absolutely So there, our Hobbit list didn't, Anyone else, did we forget anymore? Surely we didn't
3: Do did we talk about the Fatty Bulger list?
0: No He gets his own list, about time <laughs> I must have missed this
1: update. That was in the last segment All oh, right.
0: Yeah, we're definitely
1: definitely doing mm-hmm. the Hobbit ones at the moment I'm hoping that we get an extension to these lists. I hope that the new stuff that comes out, we start to... Because some of them don't really justify their own list. Like,
3: I, yeah. I, I
0: like would... collapsing a few together. Like a couple of the different Lake Town lists, yes. drop them together, put Auron's household into Rivendell. Yep.
3: Or Rivendell into Auron's household. because Why not are basically both? the same thing. Well, yeah, my
1: concern with the Lake Town is that a lot of forces, you can take heroes from different eras, like the Arnold yes. list, for example... It's got heroes from all different eras. And
0: these are three days apart, but no, they're different lists.
1: Yeah, well, you've got, the, you've got the
0: garrison one, which is a bit
1: historic. But even then, mix them together. There's no reason you can't have a garrison in a Dale and some militia. And you can ally them together, yes, but why, why not put yes, them in the same Or a list?
0: handful of the garrison survived or whatever.
1: And then you can mix some warbands. You can have your, your militia in with your garrison and, and that sort of stuff. So I think, I think either expand them or collapse them and give them banners. It's some banners in Lake Town Not just Bard
0: Yes, and Dale Dale and banners, yeah I'll take Dale banners We need banners and everything Why doesn't everybody have a banner? Except for goblins like Except yeah. for Drums. goblins I just wish that they weird.
3: would count the goblin drum as a banner for those missions where wow. you need a banner
1: Anyway, we're getting off beginner uh, stuff yeah. So beginners all you,
0: all you new players, be told If anybody ever asks you any changes to the game Tell them you want more banners
1: <laughs> Yes, because they're going to go straight to beginner players What do you want, Beginner players no. Okay, well thanks for that. We'll be back after a short musical interlude. Welcome back. Now we get to talk about being a new player and wanting to start through scenarios. So, scenarios once again as a quick reminder, are when you get a pose force listed in the books and you have certain missions. There's a lot more variation in the scenarios in terms of what you have to do to win.
0: There's some strict victory conditions in some Very of them.
1: Very strict victory conditions, but or they're some enjoyable.
3: Victory losers. That as
0: well. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, firstly, scenario starting, I'm going to start off here. I recommend If you want to start with scenarios, get the Escape from Goblin Town box. There is some very small beginner scenarios in there, which are actually quite fun to play, especially if you use the full rules. So go for that. Have a listen to the old Green Dragon podcast about the the Escape from Goblin Town box set scenarios and play through that. Then you've got a Goblin Town force and you've got a Thorin's Company force, which you can later use to get the hardback book and start playing through a few of the scenarios in the Hobbit
0: rulebook. I'll throw in a quick warning for this. With scenarios, it presents you with a problem, it presents you with a challenge, and you're going to have to design a way to overcome that. That means your playing style is going to be shaped largely by the scenario. So, by playing scenarios, it fleshes out your playing style. It challenges you to find new ways to play, which can be a good thing. But if you don't like being told what to do, it can also be downright frustrating. When you want to fight, everything in you is screaming to fight, but the scenario says run. So... Be aware of that ahead of time, and you'll be fine.
1: Yes, David David can get stressed out and often do very strange so like, things in I scenarios.
0: Wa- no, we do not run. The victory conditions say run. say run. I can take him. Yeah.
1: So that's a good start, and they've got quite a few scenarios in the hardback book, and it encourages you to buy forces that will, will give you enough for a points match force, but it really does tell the story of the movies quite well. Mm. unfortunately, it's hard to get the Desolation of the spiral book and the Five Armies book, which continue the scenarios. So you might want to find a way to get a hold on that. But I actually really like the seven or so scenarios in the Hobbit book. I think that's a really good place to start. And the models are all available at the moment. So definitely the way to go from my point of view. Then I recommend if you really like scenarios, go back, beg, borrow, go onto eBay if you have to,
4: Generally to,
1: acquire. Acquire the Fellowship of the Ring journey book.
3: Agreed. Particularly the Minds of Moria scenarios are a really, really good learning. So yeah, learning scenario.
1: Yeah, there's some really good Minds of Moria scenarios. There's some great Aim on Hen scenarios. There's some Ride of the Ringwraith ones. And then if you can possibly get it, get the Two Towers and the Return of the King one. And you've got scenarios for forever. There are a lot of scenarios to go through in those books. They've got a huge number. I'm hoping that the new rule book comes out has all the scenarios reprinted because that would be the way to go from a scenario point of view. And then if you really love that, go check out some of our scenario spotlights because we talk about some of our favorite scenarios. In general, scenario books that are good. Scaring the Shire?
0: Yes. Good. Scaring the Shire, Fall of the Necromancer. Yep. Um, what was that? C. C. Gondor, was, C. Gondor, C. Gondor was good. of was good, yes. Palinette
5: Fields? Yep. Yep, nice. Agreed. Um also uh, if you can't say get your hands on the journey books a more common option would be the old original rule books the fellowship of Ring two thousand return of the king rule book before oh, nice the idea. big blue rule book came out yep cuz they've got quite a few scenarios going through the you know the movies and other events and the models and stuff are fairly available in most of them yeah, because they didn't have all the special units by then, so they haven't
1: mm. disappeared again. Because I remember even, like, Harrod wasn't out at that point, so there was. they do restrict the model. That's a good idea. Some and, of them are a little bit wonky, but mm. some of them are fantastic, and there's a few of them that I actually like better than the, the current ones.
0: I think that's the thing with all scenarios. There are good ones, or are bad ones. You've just got to keep going. And...
1: Yeah, and if you don't like them, you just change it up a little bit. Because yeah. Yeah. especially as a beginner player, you might not have all the tactics down. You might need to make it easier for one side.
0: Yeah, like some of the fellowship scenarios are very hard for the fellowship when you're learning, a very easy fellowship later on. Yes. So scale the bad guys accordingly.
1: Yep, yep. Or the amount of turns you need to survive for or whatever, whatever you want to do. Try not to change the participants where you possibly can, I think, because you don't want to end up having to buy double the amount of models to make it harder. True, true. So things like reinforcements are good, turn limits to change are good, deployments starting closer or further away is good. So you can do all that sort of changes. Anything else Anyone we want to add for scenarios? Pretty good.
3: You're going to have to make some terrain for scenarios. Yeah, that was the thing I was about to actually say, is some of the terrain that you'll need for, for scenarios is very specific. Yeah, it is. Re- requires so, a fair bit of time investment. Yeah. So that said, though, that shouldn't stop you from at least having a go because some of the terrain you can come out with from scenarios is amazing. And especially with... The Fellowship Journey book has a step-by-step guide throughout it on how to make the um, terrain for all the scenarios in that book. So it's a very, very useful one to pick up. And the Goblin Town starter sets come with the terrain in the Mm, Goblin Town um, walkways and stuff. So definitely have a look at those. And
5: and it's a good way to get a nice solid base of generic terrain that you can use in other um, points matches or scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. I think we should move on now to actually making your first board or setting up your
1: terrain or something. Because terrain's so important for the game that I do think we need to mention how you get a basic board set up. Now, I don't want anything super advanced or anything... So, how new there. are
0: we talking here? Is this where we're going to pile books on a table? Or is this where we're going to build something? Oh,
3: You can start on that. I think that's I, a I think dated. we can go a little bit beyond the I stepping piling, up. Okay. Piling books on a we're table. We're going to pile Lord of the Rings books on a table.
1: So, let's go with actually the, the, the terrain now... Playing
3: surface, how would you make a playing surface to start with? I think the easiest way to start off with this is go down to a spotlight or hell, maybe even just have a look in your linen cupboard and just look for a green a green piece of cloth, tablecloth, yeah. bed sheet. Those are a really good way to start getting like just a good surface. And the great thing about these is you can stick books, you know, Ball, like upside down bowls underneath it and they can create artificial hilts for you.
1: Yep, a, a blanket on a table or something like that is fine. Um, something you could, if you wanted to put a bit more effort in, get some MDF, pre-cut maybe, and then maybe give it some quick sprays of paints of different browns and greens and things. Will break texture, up texture paint's also really good Texture paint's
5: fantastic for that and that doesn't take long at all to do. Yeah, Or you can, um say, go to your local hardware store, buy some 600 by 900... Sheets are, say, 12mm MDF for them. That's almost a 4x6 board. Yeah, it's close enough. Close enough. Yep. That's quite transportable. Nice, good size. It'll fit in the back of your small car or something. Mm, It definitely will. And you could, if you really wanted to go to town at that point, you could get texture
1: paint, put on the MDF, give it some brown paint, a quick dry brush, and then go to a railway store and get some flock and just glue flock on random parts of it bits of static grass and things. That'll look fantastic. If you want to spend a bit of money, but don't want to do any work at all. Lately, there's been a lot of these boards being made out of mousepad material. And I can't remember exactly the companies that do it, but I'm sure if you've got on some forums, you can look it up. But basically, they've got printed, essentially mouse pads that are the size for gaming tables. And they just look Fantastic. The name escapes me. Kylie's gonna think of the name while I'll explain what they are. So this is Damn it! You basically you just unroll it on your table. You don't get to choose what size it is after you've bought it. So you buy it. They're not cheap, but they're not hugely expensive either. But they create just this really great texture for it. So you can buy ones that are basically fields, or you can buy ones that are that are underground things, or or urban ruins, or whatever. And they make a really nice surface for it. I know
3: I'm the feeling. I've Battle map or battlescape. Battle mat sounds right to me. Something on along those lines. Yep. Just throw a few Google searches; you'll eventually get it. Yeah. So for beginners, that's
1: I think for a surface, that's pretty much one of those options is a good one. There are a lot more advanced things, but we'll, we'll go into that another time, or we have already gone through it a few times, I think.
0: Or just go to a tournament when they're setting up the train. Look for the people who are bringing boxes of train and ask them, "What do you do for train?" Yeah,
5: yeah
1: that's very true. Absolutely. So, or play what?
0: at the store or something.
5: Wait. There's a few people here have trained for tournaments. So, what do you do for training? I've got my table. I've got my battle mat or my MDF. Yep, perfect. My blanket. So, what do I do? What do I put on it?
1: First thing you should make is, well, it depends on what you want to spend money on, but I think you need some terrain features, some sort of difficult ground. Um, I think the easiest way to do that is to get some, some rock formations. And you can do this quite cheaply and easily. Uh, bark from trees is, is quite good for it. Actual if you, rocks. If you have Actual an rocks.
3: unsealed
0: driveway, you wander out and pick up some gravel.
1: Yep, gravel is fine. Um, sometimes if it's nice enough gravel, you don't have to paint it or anything. You just use it, spread it out on the table and give you some areas of difficult terrain. If you want to go really nice, you could paint it up and like do some weathering on it or whatever. But
3: totally up to you how much you do. I remember when I was first starting out. one of my first pieces of terrain was an old dollhouse. Yeah, Perfect. And was it just? A, it was a little bit out of scale, but you know, when you're just starting out, it worked pretty well. Yeah, that's not bad at all.
0: I remember a friend who had like this bonsai tree thing. It looked really good, and he just took it down off the shelf, put it on the board.
5: On the topic of trees, what are some ways to make trees? Because I've seen some. Well, there's a few guides out there for like wire twisting and coating yeah. it with masking tape or something. Is that the best way to go? Not for beginners, I don't think. Mm. I would recommend getting felt,
1: like a piece of felt. Cut it into a random shape, like a kidney shape or something like that. Then you've got your area of a forest. And this is what you see the historic gamers do all the time, where they they, because they've got units and things that have to move through the forest. So you get that and then you just get a couple trees from a model train store or something like that and just scatter them around it. Get the pre-made ones if you want to be easy. It doesn't have to look amazing, but it's enough. Put a bit of, put a coin underneath the trees to hold them up so that they don't fall over. And you've got a forest.
0: And since you can pull the trees off the top, it doesn't Stop Impede you playing movement. your game.
1: Yeah. And easy to store. Cheap. Qu- gets done quickly. We want something that's that's beginner friendly. We don't want them to spend like months putting the board together. You want to start straight away. So and it works well with the cloths as well because it's about the same standard which, and looks. Which is and the other.
3: Find, you can find um, pre-built terrain pretty cheap as well. Yep. I've seen people use Lego as well for terrain. Oh, um, Lego would be really good for buildings and things. mm Probably, probably cost about as much as terrain. But anyway, so well, a yeah, lot of
4: people
1: have
3: random Lego, Lego. and just you would get Lego
0: out of the deal as well.
5: That's true. I, okay, agreed. If I wanted to make some buildings, where where are good ways to start for buildings? Because
3: oh, can I go with this one? Go for it, Kylie. If you're making your own, this is your three step process to making a build, like just a random shack building. Step one: go to like a Reject shop and pick up a bunch of gift boxes. Oh. Step two. Grab some paddle pops, cut the round ends off the paddle pops and use them as planks and just stick them to the side of the building. And then you just work your way up the building. And when you get to the top, you make a roof out of the, um, the paddle pop sticks as slats or, you know, use a bit of fur or cut out tiles or something really really simple way of have done a bit of
0: it. wheat box cut it into yeah. tiles and i love
3: all the brands we're
1: plugging in this episode this is really good oh yeah yeah we're clearly course.
0: sponsored by you know these big name brands yeah
1: <laughs> all these local stores we have absolutely that's a good way of doing it um there's another way for gift boxes just like a milk carton built around it you can use mm. those any sort of boxes is a good way to
5: start with houses and things some balsa wood even some fun yeah. card to make your shape with
0: Yep. Well, You can always get your corrugated cardboard and sort of cut out a zigzag pattern, fold it into an L shape and glue it to another piece of cardboard and you've got your starting yes, ruin.
1: Absolutely. And there are a lot of MDF terrain house making companies around as well at the moment. Like laser cutting is, is a thing that a lot of people do. So you sh- if you want to just get some pre-done buildings, it's, I, actually the MDF ones are usually reasonably inexpensive and they, they go a long way. So that's not a bad way of doing it either.
3: And True. as well, yeah, if you want to fork out the money, you can. a lot of the games companies and stuff will have pre-built terrain that you can just True. easily just paint up and away you go.
0: The point I have to add, before you build something, think about whether or not it's going to be playable, because it's all well to come up with an idea of a massive fortress of doom, one way in, one way out, 1,000 floors, except you put a captain in the doorway. There's no way your opponent's going to be getting in. You'll it's not going to be a playable game.
1: I know. We don't let David bring out this terrain piece anymore, and he's still angry about it.
0: But yes, so thousand put some.
1: floors is too many.
0: Yes. That didn't quite get to a thousand. It was a ruin, so it got up to about 870 is something. Is this the same like...
1: one that you put the magnet at the bottom of the bridge so spiders can climb upside down?
0: That was an accident. <laughs> I built these two giant towers and I had a bridge between them, and I needed to reinforce the bridge, so I got a strip of metal, put it on the bottom, and. This was the time when everyone was like, hey, spiders can run up walls. And then someone's like, no, because you would have to be able to place it there. And I'm like, what if I've got metal strips running through all my support beams and my models are magnetized? And they're like, oh, good point.
1: There you go. There you go. Never
0: True actually change. happened, but it could have.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I also recommend in the current rules, water is treated much better than it used to be. So get some, get some blue felt or some, some other colors and just put it on your board as well. Cut it out. Mm-hmm. Get some we water effects. Don't, some- don't
3: actually use water, though, because that will damage your model. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> okay, don't use water.
5: <laughs> good good point. Get some MDF or some card, paint it blue. Yeah. Maybe a bit of um, filler on the, on the edges to make the banks with. Yep. Bit of gap filler, paint it brown. Absolutely.
1: So and that's enough to start with and you've got a, ter- a table that you can start, and you can slowly upgrade it. If you want to upgrade your buildings to something that looks nicer, go ahead. If you want to upgrade the board to something that looks nicer, go ahead, and then you've got two boards, essentially. So that gives you a good basis to play most things. A good mixture of terrain. You've got so, some difficult ground, some water, some buildings, done.
5: Roughly, what sort of amount of terrain should I be looking for, just oh. to get started with? Uh, Do I want to percent my board covered?
0: How much shooting does your army have? How much shooting does your opponent's army have?
1: As a general, you want a lot of terrain.
3: Yeah. Twenty five to thirty three percent. I would even yeah. I would Possibly go, more.
1: Yeah. Which is a lot. Because imagine if you if you go and just get sort of cardboard equal to the size of your board. So if your board's four foot by six foot, you're gonna need about I don't know, two foot by four foot worth of terrain. So you could start getting a piece of wooden cut out for bases or whatever. That's a lot of terrain. It's more than you expect it is. So Make lots of things. If you're going to make rocks, make a big bunch of rocks.
3: Yeah, don't just make one little rock formation. No, make like four or five. Or seven or eight. Make a lot of them. If you're going to make a building, make four buildings. If you're going gonna gonna to make, make... make a wall, make a few walls and make oh, some with different cor- corners
1: and stuff. Hedges are really easy as well. What I've done for my hedges is just got a piece of balsa, put it on a piece of MDF. So almost like a paddle pop stick size of it. And then I've got what's called clump foliage. Which you can get at a model train store. And it's just, it's this foam colored green foamy stuff that you just glue with PVA on the side of it. And they look fantastic. They look really good. And they're, they still get used today on all my boards. Just put out some hedges and things because it works really well in game and it looks good.
0: Well, there's the battle games in Middle Earth, uh, You get those green scouring pads and cut them into strips. Yeah. Uh, stack them up as hedges. Uh, my,
3: my favorite one is Stonewalls. Um, if you can get like the, uh, the small uh, garden pebbles. You just get some strips of MDF or plastic card or whatever, and you you basically do one layer of pebbles in a row. Then you put another layer of PVA over the top, and then do another layer of pebbles, and you bring that up to about three or four pebbles high, and you got these really nice, you know, stone walls.
5: Yeah, easy to do, takes a bit of time, but no, it's worth it for that as well. There's also quite a few companies that make very cheap barricades and stuff because they're quite small and easy.
1: Now, one thing I want to mention for beginners as well, because this is easy to do, if you know someone with a 3D printer, then get them to print some terrain for you. Like, terrain is fantastic printed. You might need to just sand it a little bit or put a bit of texture on it or something like that because of the actual limitations of the printer. But we're getting to the point where I think eventually people aren't going to start constructing their scenery by the hand anymore. They're just going to design on the computer and get it to print it out. So... Source someone, if you've got a local store or a local someone who's got 3D printing and it's reasonably affordable, I think it's a good way of doing it, especially for for fences and buildings and things like that. Kylie's eyeing off her pillars at the moment.
3: I got these awesome Dwarrow Dwarf pillars um, from Moria that I got printed out and I can't wait to put them, paint them up and put them together.
1: Yeah, so if you're in Melbourne, House of War in Ringwood has 3D printers. So talk to Reardon there. If you're not in Melbourne, too bad, you've missed out.
0: Question is, why aren't you in Melbourne?
1: Well, not everyone could be here. Probably the housing prices. Okay, terrain. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. Anything else on beginner terrain? I think we've covered the main things. Mm -hmm. More terrain makes the game more interesting. So don't be afraid to to go a bit out on terrain. If the game seems really boring and plain to you, it's probably because you don't have enough terrain.
3: Remember, terrain's supposed to be annoying and getting in the way. Yes, yes. That's, don't just—that's it. its purpose. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, think up something different. Have terrain that goes up a couple of levels. Have variations in height. Um, Have some haunted terrain if you want. Make up your own rules for your terrain. Make it yours.
5: So just a bit, not a bit of a side, a side question. Why should I make a train board? Why would a new person want to? When they often, people often have an existing gaming group we train or you'll go to a gaming store. Why should you make your own
3: board? It's really, really rewarding.
5: Yeah, it's fun.
1: And you can play at home then. You can play at different times. You'd not enslave into the game store or whatever you have to do. I think it's worth doing. Now, if you've got access to a pre-existing gaming group, don't worry about it. Just use the stuff that's there. If you've got access to a gaming store, start off using that, absolutely. But you might not as well. You might... Not everyone has it. There's only so many gaming stores because they're definitely not profitable. So, there can't be that many around. Apologies to any gaming store that is profitable. I don't believe
0: you are. If and you do I have aren't. a profitable gaming store, write to us, by the way. Yeah, please um, do.
1: Please do. I would love to hear from that. That would be amazing. I love, love stories of the amazing and and
0: unexpected. Yes, it happened to a friend of a friend of mine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But de- definitely, if you've got a space to play, use use the resource in the same way that, like, if we're going to talk about making armless very soon, if you've got people that can help you through it, get them to do it for you as well. That that's perfect. But, yeah.
0: Also, it's about making it your hobby because owning your own train, it's just being able to put it down on a board and have someone go, "Hey, that's some that's some nice terrain," and you go, "Yeah, my terrain."
1: Yeah, absolutely. I it takes
0: a while to get to that point, but you, it's something to work towards.
1: Yes, and look, check out the. Green Dragon Facebook page, you want
0: to see terrain. We all like terrain. I know, I
3: definitely feel that way about my Khan table.
0: That is a nice Khan table, by the way. It is.
1: Well done, Kylie. Okay. Great. Okay, new players. Stay with us. We're almost there. We're just going to talk about making your first army lists and some just some basic hints for how to do this because the last thing you want to do is you've organized a points match game with someone. You don't want to go there and have no chance at all from the start of the game. You want to go and be competitive. So Kylie, you're an expert
3: of list making. How did we just start off? Well, for a beginner player, I'd like I reckon choosing a nice mid-range hero, like a Faramir. Um an amia is another good one. Probably even an out of stretch, something like an Urukai Captain. Something good to sort of base your army around and sort of make that your central anchor.
1: Like a Legolas if you're doing elves? Yeah, even
3: a troll if you're doing Mordor or something like that. Mm -hmm. So a good solid hero. Suladan if you're playing a Harad army.
0: So pick a centerpiece?
3: Yeah, pick a centerpiece model. Um, And then after that, just take a big core of troops with a banner. That is the big one, so... By big core of troops, I mean 24 of just the generic guys and use that as your core because no matter what you do, they will do the same thing over and over again and they'll do it well.
1: So you're saying the basis of a list would be, say for I'm doing Mordor, I'll take a troll chieftain, Morannan Orcs, 24 Moran and Orcs, a Moran and Orc captain and one of the Moran and Orcs can have a banner.
3: That would be a perfect core.
1: Perfect. I like that core. I might do that core. If so, I was a beginner player, that's what i will
5: do. So, what's the next thing we want to add to our army, say, hypothetically, I'm running an Orc army?
3: After you get sort of your core figured out and what you want in the core, go for one thing. And I seriously mean one thing. One sort of flex unit, like some really tough, powerful archery or some fast-moving cav or some elite infantry. Pick one sort of really tri- tricky troop or... Extra troop that you can use as as flexibility so you can cover more of your bases. So, cavalry is good. If you have a mortar army and don't have shooting, shooting's good. Or if you have some really weak troops like goblins, something a bit tougher like a, some black shields or prowlers.
1: Yeah, look, I think shooting we skimmed over there, most people in the design and army tend to take as much bowfire as you can. It's really important in the game because it forces your opponent to come to you. If you don't have any bowfire, you They've got no reason ever to come towards you. And that means that you have to chase them. And that's not good because you may not catch them or you may catch them and not in your best battle formation. So take some archery, no matter what army you can, if you have access to it. Take some, even if you plan not to use it. Mordor, I often take archery. I don't use it, but it's there just in case the enemy starts running away and I can take some shots at them.
5: And an Orc Bowman's just as good as hitting at hitting someone as a Spearman is. Oh themselves. yeah, an Orc
1: Bowman can fight in combat. He's solid. Ugly fellow.
5: Yeah.
0: Whenever I'm writing lists, I normally start with the maximum amount of bows in it. I'll only then trade them out later if there's something else I need. If I need extra cavalry, I might drop a few, but they start off in there as the default because yeah. they're just so useful.
1: Yep. So in my Miranda Ork army, I would have probably grabbed a, a half dozen trackers. Yeah. Or maybe and some Sticking on wags
3: could be a cool thing too. Or taking some war riders with bow might even be a thing. Yeah.
1: I'm just thinking about ones that are available as well because it's a beginner player, so don't worry about getting it like hundred percent all the way to bows. Just just get enough that you can take some shots if you need to.
3: One other thing as well for beginner players, I will quickly mention is if you're having if you're taking cavalry in your army, make sure the cavalry warband is leading, being led by a cavalry hero. <laughs> That's a good idea because you don't want your cavalry running off without their leader, and you don't want infantry having their leader run off. So, make sure you have the appropriate leader to start off with, leading the appropriate warband. That's a solid answer. Don't worry too much
1: about hand weapons. Don't look, like, you'll read tactic as you hear Green Dragon episodes. Where we talk about different types of weapons. Just go with what's on the model to start off with. It's fine. Um, if you get an army like Rohan or Orcs, it's going to mix up the weapons anyway because you're going to have different types and you'll get used to using them. Don't go all out and do a David tactic and change all your hand weapons to clubs to start off with. Wait till you've learnt the game first before you try that Didn't trick.
0: Do that to all of them. Just most of them. I
1: yes. won't let you do that to my gondol. Citadel with Clubs. Yep. <laughs> so basically take take a simple list. Uh take a lot of your basic troops. So people are gonna wanna go straight for the elites and they're gonna tell you the elites are really good in this army, no matter what they are. So for example, in Rohan, which is a tough army to use to start with. People are gonna tell you straight away, take all red shields. Which are after you take an open red upgrade, don't take all red shields. Take the normal Rohan guys, maybe a handful as your one flex trooper, as Kylie called it. But don't, don't, don't be silly about it. Don't go
3: take your Corsair army the, with all. I rooms. think the best army to really put this into perspective is a dwarf army. Yep. Is if because they've got so many. I am talking about Durin's folk here. They've got so many like tricky little extra options that sometimes you can get so sidetracked. Into the extra option, you'll lose track of exactly what you're doing. It's
1: so sidetracked. Exactly. So for a Durin's Folk army, I'm going to take mostly Dwarf Warriors because they're the basic troop there. I'm going to make sure a lot of them have bows, so as much as I can. And then I might say, right, I want Vault Wardens in my army. I'll take three Vault Warden teams. Done. And I've got a hero. I've got, I don't know, Balin as my hero. And I'm all good. There's my army. Shoe banners. Banners. Characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. At my core, I want Dwarf Warriors with banners. And then I'm done. And that's, that's a good start to, to learn the game.
0: Because you want the redundancy of the numbers. If something goes wrong and you lose a bunch of guys, you need a bunch of guys that you can send to fill that gap.
1: And you're probably not going to use heroes particularly well in your first few games. So having troops to back them up really does help out. So how many heroes do I want in my army? <laughs> Initially, I would actually go for... If, it's, if you've got infantry... I would recommend going for one hero per warband. So one hero in 12 models, really bulk it out. Go for the full infantry one. If you're taking cavalry, about half that. So one hero for every six or so. I think Agreed. Solid.
5: And uh, also banners. How many banners should a typical army have?
1: One
0: or maybe two if you get over 40 models, I'd say. Yeah. So like, that's a big game, but yes. I would say if you're playing with one banner and you go, I really need a second banner in this army, then that's when you go out and get a second banner.
1: Yeah. If you've just got basic troops, it's not a bad idea to get two banners in there because it really does help out. If you're getting a lot of cavalry and all this other stuff that needs to move around a bit, you might not go for the other banner because it might get out of position and easily picked off. So to start with, I think, one plus banners. Don't go more than two.
0: It's got to be a large game before you can make use of three.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think one for up to 40 morals. And then if you're over 40 morals, consider the next one. It's not compulsory, but you might want to get another one. Anything else we want to add? Monsters, feel free to take them. They're fun to use now. Mm. But don't take too many, once again. Yeah, don't go overboard with it. Yeah, just just one or two. Unless it's something like Goblin Town, where you, you're you allying with the trolls and that is your army, then... Yeah, take
0: it. I think the best thing we can say is, if you want to know if a list works or not, try it out.
1: Yeah, that's right. Some of the lists that, that are the most surprising, like some of them look really bad and actually work really well. And that's we get that... Matt's constant, Harad army. Matt's Harad army. Danny here, his master's army from last year, was almost laughed at. People looked at it and didn't think it was a threat at all. And people still look at it and go, how does this army work? It doesn't make any sense. And it was basically a third of his
3: troops were captains. I, this, remember, I remember when I started playing my Dalai and everyone told me, that's terrible. How does that even work? You got nothing in there that can do this, that, and this. And then yeah. I started playing it and started to smack people. So the game itself, almost every army can compete quite well, but you've just
1: got to get used to using it. So take, take your basic troop. If you've chosen dwarves, chances are you like dwarves. So take the dwarf warriors. If you don't like the dwarf warriors, choose a different list to start with. Go for the orcs, go for the goblins, something else that you actually like, and then take a lot of them and, and learn to use them. Then slowly you can start subbing them out for elite troops as you start buying the elite troops as well. Easy, list making. What size game do you reckon is a good, good size for starting?
3: Um, If you're starting out, you're probably going to start by getting a couple of boxes or something and a hero, so around 400 yeah, like for a 400. points match. If you're going for scenarios, obviously, whatever you need yeah. for your scenario. I think that 400 to 500 mark is a good starting
1: point And I wouldn't get too much larger than that straight away.
3: Yeah, because like, I'm sort of roughing this on some rough figures because you'll end up with two heroes at least plus 24 yeah. guys is usually around 240 plus your two heroes, which will be around 150. Yeah, so if someone says straight away, you're a beginner, let's go play 1,000 points. Just
1: remind them you're a beginner and, and start off smaller mm-hmm. because it might take a long time. The game can go on for a very long time. And I wanted to get Hugh in to talk to us about this. We missed it. He's, as a new player, he was most shocked that the game can go on for any number of turns.
0: I don't think I've ever played a 1,000-point game, actually, but never oh. mind.
1: You probably have for scenarios, but maybe
0: not you're a points. Not game. bigger than 1,000 yeah. points. Yeah, sonar- some of those scenarios yeah. got big, but not a points game. Yeah,
1: but if the game goes on until you get to the victory conditions or the end game conditions. So it surprises a lot of new players that I've seen, especially ones that come from other war games, that you don't have a turn limit usually. So you go and you might play, might be five turns before we enter combat. It might be more. And then like it looks like shooting looks rubbish to start with because you shoot and you may kill a model. But you do that in 10 turns and you've suddenly killed a fair bit of their force. So be patient with it. Don't Don't go in unless you have to.
3: Expect the game to go for a long time. So don't I remember um, one of the f- times I was teaching a 40k player how to play Lord of the Rings and he was shocked that the game went past six turns.
4: Yeah.
1: No, it surprises yeah. people because most, most games have a hard time. Most turn games it. don't make combat by turn six. Yeah. Yeah, for Lord of the Rings, absolutely. Oh,
0: uh, except we, except for the deploy in each other's face ones. Yeah, that doesn't count.
1: Scenarios they've, they've sort of tried to speed up the game that way when it doesn't need to be. It's a good fun game. Um, I actually recommend to start out with don't deploy in base contact with each other. I know a lot of the missions allow that. The scenarios allow that. I would even set a little rule where you can't be within 12 inches of the opponent or something like that, because that maneuver is really important and it's really part of the game. So I hardly ever have it to play on the front line anymore? Yeah, I would, I do if I'm evil or if I just want to get in the face and yeah. be, annoyed. if they've
0: got more shooting than you do,
1: but it's, it's usually a tactical choice and it's not the go-to. So I try and have a bit of a gap because that manoeuvre is is part of the game. It's really enjoyable and set it up and have a go at and learn a bit from it. Because if you just if you just start in combat and just stay in combat, you're not going to really learn a whole lot except for how to roll dice and you know how to do that. That's easy to do. It's
0: all in the rest. Yeah. What's your what's your secret again, David? Um, how- see previous episode. I can't oh, okay. I remember. It's so secret that i I even you know Sorry, forgotten really myself. forgot myself.
3: I was I was a fan of the powering up. To be honest That was the what I was
1: going for And mm-hmm. we, didn't, we didn't pull it off Because we're, <laughs> we're losing that
0: Okay, so now
1: we've just got a few questions From people about beginner games So I'm going to start them off And I'm going to put the questions out And I'm not going to answer them this time Because I usually answer questions quite a bit So I'm just going to put them out there And I'm not going to provide an opinion, surprisingly
0: But you'll waggle your eyebrows if we get it wrong, right?
1: I will, I will go, what? And I'll edit it out But otherwise, no All good Okay, very first one we've got from Steve says, any advice on getting back in if you left about the time of the big blue book?
3: By big blue book, I'm assuming he means the one rule book. Correct. It's
0: big hardcover one, right? The
5: one ring on the front.
3: Yes. Yes. Um, if you're looking at getting back into the game and you've already got models, look at those models that you've already got and look at working those into a new army. For starters, if you're a scenario player, the scenarios you were playing before are still good um so you can keep expanding those in terms of the rules I would I would actually say probably hold off until we get a new edition of rules or borrow someone else's rule book or see if you can find a rule book cheap from alternative sources it's probably not worth spending the full amount on a new rule book right about now but definitely when the new stuff comes out which it will because we know it will um, definitely invest in it then.
5: yeah, However, you can just try um just refresh yourself on the the one ring rules because they are quite similar to the current um Hobbit rules, and most of those tactics and strategies are translatable over to them. So the basic movement shooting and a lot of the mechanics are very similar.
0: And if you want to get straight into the action now, I would say pick up the starter box because it comes with a Thorin's company, comes with a mini rule book, which is, it's going to be your staple from now until whenever we get a new edition. And it comes with a goblin army. So no real loss there. And the
3: Thorns Company is always nice too. Yes,
0: and the Thorns Company.
3: Very good. Good
1: answer. Next one from Andrew is, for someone trying to get others to start, what's the best way or ways, hopefully there's some more than this, to encourage beginners to play and get them into
3: the game? Really jazz it up. So jazz music? Haha <laughs> No, like, pull out your best figures, pull out your your funnest scenario, pull out your best-looking terrain, really get them excited about the Lord of the Rings universe.
0: I'd say find out if they've got any favourites. If they are all about Rohan, break out the Rohan. If they are all about Bayorn, I don't know, find a Bayorn somewhere. Whatever whatever, whatever, whatever draws them into Lord of the Rings, play to that.
1: Uh, yes, fair enough. And Danny, what about you? Any ideas there? No, Danny's giving me a confused look. It is nothing. No, nothing more than that. Um, I, I agree with Kylie. Definitely go, go put your, your best game on display. Set it up, even if you're doing a points match scenario, set it up as a story-based scenario. So get forces that could be fighting together and, and really bring that story element out. If you get a scenario, the story plays itself. If you get a points match, don't do like Isengard versus Mordor Orcs as your first game
5: and it can be a bit of an investment trying to get another player trying to teach a new player but um however we're all new ones and if you can spend the time and effort to teach them the rules to show them how to play to give them a few tips and tricks then you'll hopefully have another opponent in the future
3: yeah yeah thanks Jeremy
5: yeah no problem at all and well oh, i think i've sort of started out with all you i know Danny and David
1: you played from the magazine first but I remember you coming to the club where I put on a Scouring of the Shire display with the, the farm. Yes, maggots. I farm. remember it well. And I remember you guys playing it about 20 times in the day or so. It was colourful. It was painted. It was brilliant. And that's right. And they, that game got their attention more than the others because it was And quick. it was the
0: Scouring of the Shire too. So as I said, play to a person's interest. It yes. had hobbits. It had hounds. It had maggot.
1: Absolutely. I went to town on the board. It looked really nice. The game itself took about 20 minutes to play. So there was lots of replay values, and it had a surprising amount of tactics. So you guys were able to to keep playing and try different things and getting different results. So try to manipulate it a bit so you get the interesting game that could go either way. Don't go for a foregone conclusion. Don't play down to the person either.
3: No, that's the worst thing you can do.
0: Something I have found I've used in the past, I'm, I'm not good at lowering my tactical level. So what I do is I will take less units and then play harder and the person will see that this is what you can do, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Depends how Mm -hmm. well I guess my units. but
1: Very good idea if you're someone who doesn't want to to give them advice or whatever at that. Handicap yourself and then Mm -hmm. play as hard as you can and at least they can see what the game looks like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the last question we have, only a few beginners question, because it sounds like we only have a few beginners, is Mason asks, how do I win? Sorry, Mason, we cannot help you. Be nice to Mason. Be nice to Mason. Very general beginner tactics for how you win a
0: game. Let's go. I want at least two from each of you.
3: Just win games.
0: Read the victory conditions. It sounds obvious, but the amount of times people have gone, oh, I thought I only needed one model in range of the objective when it was actually have one and have more than the opponent. Mm -hmm. So yes, read the victory condition. Um,
5: Yes, don't get focused on doing unnecessary tasks. For instance, if they've got, say, a big dwarven hero and you want to kill their dwarven hero, you don't necessarily, that might not actually help the game. You might spend a lot of resources trying to kill, say, Dane, when you'd have been better off trying to break the opponent, which may have been a victory condition.
1: Good advice Okay Danny Was that just the same Advice as David's Or was that No
0: mine was Follow the objectives Danny's was Don't get distracted By things that oh, aren't good, good, Objectives good. So Kyle
1: your turn Those are both passed. What's your second hmm. Your first being Traps win games I've heard that before Sounds catchy mm. No advice I can't pass. pass
3: can I This is really tricky Because I said the two things That I was going to say um, uh, can, Do you want me To save you here I, I will phone a friend My advice
1: is be conservative with your resources, your might, and that don't throw it away at the first nice thing to do. Don't throw it away at the first dice roll you can change. Yeah, that's really good. I'll take that one.
3: Yep. You like that one? Okay. Can you explain it in a way that makes sense? (laughs) So what Jeremy means by that is don't throw a, say, pointless strike up with a Gondorian captain just so you can be higher fight value than a random warrior for a single turn. Don't throw away, you know, will on pointless transfixes that really don't have an impact on the game.
0: Don't resist spells that you don't have to resist. Yeah,
3: I think the best way of um, summing it up is only use your resources when you know 100% you're going to get something out of it.
1: Yep. And I think the main one is the heroic moves where just because your opponent calls a heroic move, you don't have to. Do you need to move first? If you're in a good position, you don't need to move first.
3: And question yourself. Question your own moves. Yes,
0: good idea. Okay, David, your next one. Okay. Um. So we're watching the victory conditions. Also, watch the end conditions. If the game ends at, br- if the game might end at break, ensure that when one army is broken, your models are where you need them to be. Uh, a classic one is if the enemy is on the objective now and you are not breaking them might be a bad idea. So you might elect not to shoot for a turn or two while your troops get close to the objective. So keep your eye on the end conditions because you have a huge amount of control over when the game ends. If you have non-lethal damage in your army, use it if it can keep the game going long enough to get your models where they need to be. Alternatively, if your models are where they need to be, end the game, end the game fast. Solid advice. What's the when did you learn to play Lois, David? This I, I was looking. When at I converted same. blokes with stun, <laughs> and I needed another turn in domination, and I told them to go non-lethal. And uh, very nice, mm-hmm. Danny. Um,
3: I'm like also, legit shocked. Legit shocked. Also,
5: um, Look, watch- I know this. I don't play it, but I know it. Yeah. Okay, watch where you're depl- um, you're manoeuvring your miniatures. So, for instance, if you've got a hero and they've got a lot of shooting, and you've got a very important hero. Generally, putting a hero right in front of all the archers in the front rank, he will attract a lot of attention, and you might have just started the game by losing a few wounds off your main, hero, main character or the key model in your army. Also, do not put your do not on the other side hide that model at the back of the board behind scenery because there's not going to be much use there. Yep, so knowing when to
3: put your heroes out in front and when to keep them behind the back. Make sure your own troops aren't blocking, your, say, your heroes from getting into combat. I've seen that happen a few times as well.
1: The easiest way, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to steal any advice here, but I will elaborate on that. A really good beginner formation is to leave a space for hero to run through, like a little corridor, but have him still set up or her set up behind the front rank of models. So you get best of both worlds. You get the missile shield defense. And then if you need to call a heroic move, hero moves first, it runs around the corner and through the little gap you've left next to it. So that means you can do both ways because sometimes, especially new players, they wanted to call a heroic move, but when you inform them, your captain has to move first and they realize that their captain is trapped between three models and cannot move at all, they usually regret making that decision or they'll take back their action and say, I can't do that then. And I say, yeah, that's fine, but you wanted to do it
0: you've stuffed it up because you didn't leave a gap. And make sure your gap is actually big enough to fit your captain throat. Yeah, that that's can true. be a right pain. Or your
1: covering model. Yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Be precise of your measurements and things as well because yeah. you need the model's bases are important in that you're both playing the same game and you're measuring at the same time. So try front
3: to Front of base easier. to front of base.
5: Yep, absolutely. The other main advice to win games is to pr- play games, practice. Oh, yeah. After after a game, think, ask your opponent what, what went well, what didn't go well, how, what could I have done better. Yes. So, Mason,
1: stop all that painting because I want to win the best army again eventually at some point. So, stop all your painting.
3: You're good enough at that. No more. And just go play lots of games. People have often asked, asked a lot of the people at this table, how did you get so good? My response is always going to be the same thing. Play more games. No one has ever asked me that, surprisingly. (laughs) Yeah, this doesn't (laughs) happen to us. (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally
5: (laughs) occasionally people will ask, what, Danny, when did you actually learn how to play the game? Like, I thought you were rubbish at this. Oh, that was me. I've said that to you. I thought that as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not
1: sure. (laughs) Yep. So, look, practice. Practice. The only reason that we probably are as good as we are is that we've just played so often. We've played a lot of scenarios, a lot of different situations. And we've played for so long. Yeah, a long time practice even even people like us can get good (laughs) who would have thought yes
0: it could happen to anyone it It could could be you it could
1: be you yes thank you listener so let's end it there unless we've got anything else to say for beginners
5: also if after you've played a few games and you have some questions about a specific thing or something you could either ask your opponent ask an experienced wargamer, you know or you could look it up on the green dragon podcast or send us a message on our page Oh, absolutely. You could definitely contact the Green Dragon. We're happy to ask it. and We can go into more details that we haven't already covered in
1: one of our hundred of episodes or whatever we've
0: got. One last piece of advice for a new player. This is Middle Earth. We measure in inches, not in (laughs) centimetres. Because back in the battle games of Middle Earth days, I was playing against a friend and my archers were tearing his apart and he wasn't shooting back. And about turn five or six, I asked, why wasn't he shooting back? And he said he wasn't in range. I'm like, we're both using bows. You're within 24 inches. But turned out I wasn't within however many centimetres. So my archers had range, his did not. So make sure you're using inches. Yeah.
3: Or more importantly, make sure you're both using the same measuring method. Yeah, that's probably more important.
1: Yep. Yes. Very good. Thank you very much, David. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you, Danny. And thank you, Jeremy, who's speaking now. And remember, beginners, trap swing games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on JRR Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.